Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. Little little shift music there. Uh, we'd like to uh, welcome everybody to the show. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, just to be a uh, again, just to touch base, uh, we get our introductions. Uh, got my brother Ravana Noon with me. Waiting for brother Sarki. Uh, but Ravana Noon, if I go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, go ahead, brother. All right. Name is uh, Ravana Noon. My uh Sith name is Darth Crassus, and I've been traveling the occult path for many years. Uh, traveled different schools, different places, different schools of thought, avenues, uh, all leading to today, which is leading to the mastery of self and uh, being a master over self and a sovereign master over self. Uh, without being ed- well exposed to or limiting myself in any way, shape, form, or fashion to people's doctrines, religions, philosophies, traditions, on and on and on. As a sovereign, self-ruling master over yourself, you create your own existence, create your own life. So, this is where we're at today. This is why we're discussing what we're discussing today. I right, appreciate that, brother. Brother Sargidi, you can go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, brother. Peace is brother Sargidi. As I've stated on many other shows, I've walked and am walking many different paths, and it all leads to self-mastery. Self-realization. So uh, that's pretty much where the journey ends. 
and begins. So peace. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, brother, uh, myself, uh, what you, uh, if you give your sister's name, brother, the breakdown, uh, we didn't get that from you. Brother Saad. You said what? He forgot. Your Sith name. You didn't give your Sith name, brother. Oh, my Sith name is Darth Rokushu. Okay. That's my Sith name. <clears throat> and my Appreciate Sith it, name, Darth Rokushu, it just represents the dark aspect of my consciousness. And I'm not talking I'm not talking in the Wiccan, you know, coven type shit, you know, or Baphomet, like a lot of niggas think. All darkness leads to Batman. That's what a lot of niggas think. I mean, you know, whatever you whatever you use, it's up to you. But it's not in that way. It just represents the dark aspect of self, and that's what you know. My name represents. Appreciate it. All right. Um, you don't know me as Brother Beniti, but also a certain name, Darth Lucian. And again, what names? Just so we understand, I want to be clear what what names represent. And I'm glad you're explaining that, um, Brother Asar. Depending on where you are on your level of learning, should kind of determine what your name means and what it symbolizes. So we're using these names because of the symbolisms and what they represent. Um, it should represent your character, your nature, your personality, um, where you are in your studies. Um, and you should be able to live up to that name. It shouldn't just be in you choose a name on any level of spirituality just because you like it and it sounds good. It's got to represent your nature, your character, and where you are in your spirituality. Um, but before we begin, uh, pretty much to keep it simple, follow the same path as, as my brothers mentioned before. We, we've, we've gone over it a million times. Um, but we want to make clear where we are not here recruiting anybody for anything. That's number one. Number two, uh, we don't subscribe or belong exclusively, exclusively to any organization, um, religion, philosophy, or dogma. Um, that's why the show is called Awakening Universal Minds. Um, and as we've said in the past, um, though we've had many guests on the show, um, we bring the guests on the show so you, the listeners, can get a broad perspective, uh, again, of the different levels of information that's out there. And, again, we don't bring all the guests that we have on the show because we accept or are trying to promote everything that they teach. We, we are just giving you, the listeners, the broad perspective of the level of information um, that is out there. So we want to just make that crystal clear before we begin. Now, the topic we chose tonight, which we were supposed to do last week, and we had to postpone it for this week, um, we're going to get into, I mean, you don't have to um, be a Star Wars fan to to understand this or, or to understand this. Yeah, that's irrelevant. It's not, this is not just about the Star Wars movie. We're using the concept um, of a group of beings and their culture and the information that they teach and the alchemy that it really represents, which we call the Sith Lords or the Dark Lords, um, because really it ties into when you get into what we've touched in the past, whether you're talking about the dark chaotic energy, uh, which, which represents unlimited potential, um, not definable, the inner workings or the deep aspects or the dark aspects of the subconscious mind, um, because the Sith doctrine actually embodies all those principles. And it's very, it's highly metaphysical and it's highly alchemical or highly alchemical. 
if you really study and look at the procedures of the numbers, the symbologies, and what their codes and doctrines represent, and how this information can actually transform you, as we talked about in past shows, uh, we did last week the Seven Hermetic Principles, but how through mental alchemy, various uh, rituals, um, how this information can literally transform you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, and also physically. So before we begin, uh, we will be going through some information in the Book of the Sith and the Dark Lords, the Path of Power. We'll be using some information periodically throughout the show from those books, um, which get into detail on a lot of the aspects of the information uh, that we'll be talking about. Now, before we begin, again, what we have to clear up is the dark notion, because one thing you're going to find out in your travels and in your studies, especially when dealing, for an example, uh, with with Hollywood movies, and we're using this specific concept for an example, um, 90% of the stuff that they will promote as negative or something that's promoted as bad, when you look really into the inner depths of it, you're going to find out it's saying something a lot deeper than what's being portrayed on the surface. Um, you also find out in your research as you study and get older, and some of you uh, might already be experiencing this, you will find out a lot of things we were taught over the years to avoid or stay away from, which could be harmful or negative to us. You're going to find out when, again, you go into the inner depths of it and really break it down and study it, you're going to find out that's actually the stuff you really needed, but for whatever strange reason that you will have to come to the realization of, you were you steered away from it. And this is one of those doctrines that uh, it, it would fall into that category, in my opinion. So before we begin, um, if you want to begin real quick, uh, Brother Ramon, what, what are the Siths? Let's start there. For those that may not be familiar with it or didn't maybe are not familiar with the movie, but let's, let's get into the origin. What is a Sith? Let's start there. All right. Well, let me start the evening by saying this quote, and then I'll go further into what the Siths are. And it touches right on uh, what Brother Benici just stated. If you go into the Quran, Quran, or however the hell you want to say it, it makes you feel deeper, not deep. Uh, it says that the devil, Shaitan, Iblis, whatever the hell you want to call it, would make that which is good seem evil and that which is evil seem good. Now, here's what's funny about that. As Brother Benidi said and stated, everything that you've been taught or most of what you've been taught is evil is actually beneficial for you can't say all of it. I'm just saying that a lot of things is you do your own travel, your own research, and your own contemplation, you will find that a lot of those things you were told are evil or bad or not good for you or stay away are actually beneficial. The Sith. There's the fictional character Sith, and then there's the ancient Sith. And I'll, I'll say what I mean beginning by the fictional character Sith. The fictional character Sith uh, are a race of beings that uh, embody the power of the dark side. They are ancient. They um, existed for thousands and thousands of years in the fictional character story of Star Wars. These Sith uh, were bumped into by a group of Jedis who were called Dark Jedis, 
who uh, rebelled against the Jedi Council, and they were basically, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they were, they were sent, they were sent away. They were, they were pretty much rogues. Right. They were sent away, um, and they were gathered up and sent away. And in their travel, they ended up in this planet where the Sith ruled. And the dark Jedi ended up mixing with these groups of beings known as Sith. Now, the Sith are dark reddish to dark brownish beings in color. Um, and they have tentacles from their eyes and their, around their chin. Now, what's interesting is the dark Jedi brought the knowledge and awareness of the Jedi more on the dark side and mixed it with the power of the Sith to create a new race, a group of beings known as the Sith. Now, that's the fictional character, Sith. Now, you may not realize, or you, maybe you do, but the Sith have an origin that is terrestrial in origin, which we'll call Earth, where the Sith are actually related to Seth, Set, or Setech, or Setuch, or whatever the hell name you want to call it. And it's related to that level of knowledge, information, and teaching that was taught in the ancient temple of Set. And those are actually still existing to this day, beings who actually you know, learn that knowledge and information and still that knowledge survives to this day. So that's who the Sith are in a fictional character sense and in a sense of tradition on this planet. Don't think that just because George Lucas came up with a concept and a name called Sith that he didn't know or was not connected to what its original origins were. This man was very wise, is very wise, and knows more than you all can ever imagine and more than most of y'all ever scratch the surface. Now, some people may not understand that because, see, that's too complex. <laughs> see, you need, need somebody to simplify that for you. So, you know. Mythology is a motherfucker, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, but, but brother, you know, brother, I'm sorry, Brother Ravana, real quick, yeah, just, to, just to stay on that topic you just said, then I want you to finish. Like, like you were just talking about the the creator of this whole concept of the of the trilogy and the movies. Now, I find I find I'm glad you brought that up because this, even though we're getting the fictional aspects of it, I know you're going to kind of go into how we can translate that now into everyday reality. Um, but also, as we know, and we discussed this, this really gets back into we mentioned dealing with the dark side or original melanated bands. It's funny how, as, as you speak and say that, and I'm sure everybody's seeing in the news with the new movie that's coming out uh, in December, it's actually promoting the extinction of the, in a subliminal way, protesters are claiming. It's showing the rising of these original dark bands and obviously the lead roles played by a melanated person. I can't remember the actor's name. But they're protesting the movie saying, it's funny, this shit made me laugh. I almost fell out my chair. It's they're saying that it's it's promoting the extinction of the white race because it's promoting the black race rising, et cetera, et cetera, and the lead oh, character is a, is a black man. Yeah, they're I promoting. Saw, I saw I saw that post. Okay, so that's funny because I'm I'm bringing that interjecting that because Ravana Noon was just saying, even though they create the illusion that this is fiction, they're really telling you your story 
if you're paying close attention. This is why we chose this topic. And there's no coincidence at the time we decided to do this show in between last week and this week, okay, that this, this actually took place. So this is really your story. If you really pay attention to what we're talking about tonight, what we're all going to get into, if you go into the symbology of what it really represents, you're going to see this is your actual story of your existence. And now even the creators of this movie, as Ravonna was just saying, be they European, they're telling you the story of these star beings with these extraterrestrials, whatever term you need to get you through the night. They're telling you the true story, which is you. These were, these were, this is how we got here, how we ruled the galaxies, and I say that with a plural. I didn't say galaxy. I said galaxy, or as referred to in the Dark Lord's book, the multiverses. It's telling you our existence, which has no beginning, no end. So I wanted to interject that because I'm glad you said that, brother. And so, you know, go ahead and continue. Well, what's interesting is that what many people miss is that um, – George Lucas. Now, I don't give a damn if you're pro-black, pro-white, pro This shit is irrelevant when you get to higher degrees of knowledge. But George Lucas has always, uh, in the last 20 years, his woman, his wife, whatever, has always been an African-American woman. So if that's not a sort of confession that he knows who you are and what you are, you best believe he finds a way to code it within his, his movies. Now, mind you, he's a director. He understands Hollywood. He understands that Hollywood is is a racist. Uh, many times can be racist or prejudiced. So he can't always portray these African or African-American characters in the movies the way he wants because nobody will go and support it. You understand? Right. So he finds a way to subliminally and outward, outwardly show your story within these movies. Okay. And, and, and that's that's some masterful shit right there, if you really think about it. Of course, because when you're able to find a way to show your story to a group of beings, like saying, okay, yes, I'm a Caucasian, but I know your story, and I'm showing you your story, I just hope you can catch it. Because if you can't, then i got to continue moving along until you wake up to that fact. Now, what's funny is the original first Star Wars start came out in 1977. Now, this is goddamn almost 40 years of these movies now. 40 years. People people fail to realize this. There's 40 years of information and knowledge that is coded within this. And what you have to understand, those people that are traveling the occult and metaphysics and alchemy, you have to really study all these movies because there's messages encoded within them. So... When you get to the Sith, understand that you're speaking about really Satak. Now, how do you know this? How do you know speaking about Set or Satak, whatever? Well, first of all, what is the power colors of the Sith? It's red and black. That's right. What is the colors of Set? Red and black is in there, too. Now, what's interesting is when you look at the symbol of the Sith, it is the same symbol of chaos magic. That's right. It's red and black, and it has points or angles coming out as in the same star used in the cast magic. Mm-hmm. This effer who put this movie together knows some shit. Now, if that's you right. miss that, that's up to you. But understand, he understands that the real essence of power comes from the dark side energy 
and you emanate that, which is called chaotic energy, which is potential energy, unfulfilled, but yet the ability to become potential energy and direct it in your way. If you put your intention behind it and make it manifest, which is a formula that we like to say frequently on the show, frequency plus intent equals materialization. Now, let me say this one more time. Frequency, what is the frequency? That is your thought. What is your intention behind your thought? Helps propel and manifest that thought to eventually materialize. This is the simplest form or formula one can use to understand what chaos magic is. Correct. It's the ability to use your thought and put the intention behind the thought to make it materialize or manifest. And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. So when we get into the Sith and we're speaking about the the metaphysics of the Sith, understand that we're running simultaneously speaking about the fictional but as well as the non-fictional or realistic examples and teachings that actually are speaking to us in a twofold way at the same time. Mythology is necessary, so the movie would be considered mythological in some sense because mythology speaks to your subconscious mind. Correct. Mythology has been used from cultures all over this planet to instill a system, a systematic way of tapping into your subconscious mind and building upon your powers. So when we travel this path this evening, speaking about the metaphysics of the Sith, I hope that there's some questions that come forth from this. Because we're going to get dark, deep, dark, down, and heavy, probably deeper, darker, and heavier than you ever heard on any of these shows up to this date. That's evil, brother. That's very evil. Yes, it is. But you know what? If it's too complex, we will try to simplify it for you. So let's do our best. So, You're brother, great, Tim. Yeah. What's the let's first see. principle that we're going to discuss this evening? Okay, what I want to, we're going to get into the nine, and we're going to get into the nine principles. And what I wanted to throw in there when you were breaking down the symbols, you mentioned the colors red and black. And, 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 and as you explained, that definitely ties into Set Satuk. Um, also, they have the symbol of the black sun. The number nine is very sacred to the Siths because their symbol of the black sun, it's a red sun with a black circle, and then there's nine points emanating, which represent that sun, or that black sun, as they call it. Um, That's important, because symbology and numbers and dealing with alchemy, we'll get into a little bit of the Sith alchemy, mentioned in the book of Sith, but I want to read something that I know, brother, that you put on the, real quick, a short phrase, I know you put it on the um, Facebook page, but for those that maybe didn't see it, To give you a summarization of what this information is really about, I'm going to read it in this very simple statement before we begin, and I I want this to marinate on people's subconscious minds so they can really mentally gravitate, focus on it, absorb it, because this short paragraph speaks volumes, okay? And this is from the Dark Lord's book, page three. It says, to dare to dream of something that has never existed and to make it a reality, 
to conjure up your deepest fears and darkest hopes, to pursue a vision ruthlessly and without relent, to create the artifacts, ideology, and organization of the empires of your mind, this is real black magic, the source of all true power. End quote, Dawson Paris. Now, if you don't understand that, that speaks, I mean, when I, when I hear that, that speaks multitude of levels to my subconscious mind. And as we've been, I, I wanted to read this because you hear us continuously say on this show, real black magic is, is the manipulation of the subconscious mind. This is what this is basically telling you, to pursue it relentlessly, to create your own universe within the subconscious mind. And the only way you can do that is to attack and address all of your deepest fears and darkest hopes. And, pers- and to pursue this ruthlessly is the only way you can obtain your goal. And it talks about self-mental creation to bring this into existence and make it a reality. Now, if that's not mental alchemy on, a high, on its highest level and dealing with what we really call real black magic, not Hollywood spooky uh, garbage that you see in these movies and these horror movies, that's not black magic as we talked about last week. That's Hollywood stuff, you know, zombies and ghosts and, and voodoo, and, and that's not what black magic is. And, and this show will, will kind of break that illusion and confusion on what they call black magic. That's not what we're talking about. That right there and that short explanation would be what real black magic represents. Now, we'll get in now to some of the nine principles and the setup of the Sith temple and kind of how your body and how that links into the multiverses. It's a powerful concept because it, this whole ideology exists within the subconscious mind. And even when dealing with Sith alchemy, which we'll get into next. But first, let's go to the nine echelons or the principles. Let's, let's talk about this, of, of Sith mastery. All right, let's talk about principle one, power craving, okay? Your will to power and commitment to the Sith path is tested. You begin, your, you, you begin to develop your Sith persona and learn about Sith ideology. All right, so that's, that's the first principles of Sith mastery. That's, that's principle number one. Now, the key I want to point out here, and if you brothers want to add to this, your will to power, and the key word that people forget, your commitment. All right, no matter what you study, no matter, again, when we say how, a multitude of books and information you read, if you don't have a genuine commitment to do the work, you will get nothing beneficial out of anything you do. So this is talking about a commitment, and that commitment will start to develop your Sith persona or your Sith ideology. You guys want to touch on that real quick? Of course, brother. Um, if you could read the first line mm-hmm. of that part again. Okay, it says, your will to power and commitment to the Sith path is tested. And I knew you were going to point that out. Right. Now, what's interesting about that is, as you said, the will, your will, right, and commitment. People don't understand that your will is one of the most important aspects on your path to self-mastery. Without any will... You'll be uh, basically 
a person who makes excuses, a person who fails, who doesn't even try, who's just a failure. And the reason why is because your will power is what propels you forward. But don't miss the second part, your commitment. That's right. Are you committed to empowering yourself? Are you committed to the task of discipline? You cannot empower yourself if you make an excuse for every goddamn thing you do. Your behavior sucks and all these things. And now people will be like, hey, but it's human petty shit. What? I don't give a damn what you call it. The fact is if you have no, no discipline, your levels of learning and transformation can only go so high. In martial arts, you learn that one of the first things that you must learn to apply is a level of discipline. Without that, you cannot travel higher on the lessons taught in martial arts. You cannot obtain the different degrees of the of the belts of color. You cannot obtain and go higher. So it baffles me when I hear people make excuses for their diet. I say, well, that's just human bullshit. You got to diet something someday. Yeah? Really? Well, here's what's interesting about that. I'd rather die and die without pain and just translate out of here without the pain and the drama and trauma that people incur because they have no level of discipline and got to eat Twinkies and Ho-Hos every night. And they want to call themselves a master or spiritual. But they're sneaking around eating some goddamn Twinkies. Now, that's what's funny to me, that one day they'll be up on the stage telling everybody, we masters, we gods, but then they get off the stage and say, oh, brother, you got $5? And then not only do you have $5, they if you do give them $5, they go and take it to buy some Twinkies. But they want right. to make excuses and say, oh, well, you know, this has got nothing to do with human... Listen, man, stop making with the excuses. Elevate, period. Excellent point. That is important because without that commitment, your discipline is going to be shot. You cannot, you, put it this way, you cannot cultivate your inner chaotic energy without commitment and discipline. That's key. That's most definitely key, brother. Sorry, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, um, pretty much. That's exactly that's the key to um, channeling the dark side, or um, or if you want to call it the subconscious mind energy, mm. is you have to have discipline, and with discipline. You discipline you discipline your habits in a certain way. And when you create new habits, you're training the dark side. You're channeling that energy to the dark side of yourself to manifest in your life and your actions. For example, somebody who has trouble 
you know, uh, they can't stop eating certain things. It's because this habit is stemming from their dark side. But the problem is they're being controlled by the habit rather than controlling the habit. That's right. And one thing about the dark side of yourself, which you will learn as we go on about the Sith, is if you do not channel this energy, it will control you and it could possibly destroy you. Excellent point. That's all I want to say for now. And I'm glad you said that last part, and that's like like, like your brothers were saying and, and Brother Ravana. The discipline, that's what prevents the self-destruction. That's why you need a certain level of discipline. Now, again, we want to stress, we're not talking about in a religious, fanatical way where you've got to follow all these restrictions and rules and regulations. Uh, a true master knows in moderation of what to intake, for an example, if we're talking about the diet. Um, as long as you take anything not in excess and in moderation and just kind of appease to satisfy your cravings or your desires and not controlled by your desires, that's, that's what a master does. Now, for an example, it doesn't mean you can never eat at all anything that's sweet. It just means you can't eat that shit all the time. Some people want to find excuses to eat it 24-7. So it doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself a slice of pie or some damn ice cream. It just means you can't do it all the time. That's where the discipline comes in. So a true Sith master knows they know how to appease their desires, but they're not controlled by their desires. That's where the discipline comes in. Um, so we want to make that clear. That's what we mean when we say discipline, not in a religious sense where it says thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not do that and thou shalt not scratch your ass and thou shalt not take a shit on Friday at 6 o'clock. That's religion. That's not what we're talking about. Now, I want to get into the second principle, and this kind of, it kind of piggybacks off of what we just talking about on the first. It says, you develop the unbreakable will and self-discipline necessary to complete your path of endarkment, all right? Not enlightenment, endarkment. Now, the one thing I never figured out, and we keep hearing the word black and dark and black and dark and dark and dark and black and black and all that. We always get, in a faith-based religious sense, we always get light. And, and as we've told you before, even if you've gone through a Masonic lodge, yeah, you know, you, your, your most deepest spiritual work was done when you were blindfolded and you were in that chaos. Okay, you couldn't see because... You were using the raw intellect of the subconscious mind. Your mind was running and guiding you through the process. You weren't relying on the physical eyes. And then the chaos and confusion took place when that blindfold was off. They say, let there be light. And for that moment, you're blinded. And that's a different level of confusion that light brings. Okay? The same thing in this endarkment that we're talking about. Your very Bible mentions it when you get into the very first chapter of Genesis. And... As it simply says, we've, we've mentioned this uh, several times on the show, if the creator in the Bible, so-called creator in the Bible, and not to get into a bunch of religious garbage, but we're talking about endarkment or darkness or the dark side, said let there be light, which is a confession that this being had to be existing in darkness before he said let there be light. But the point I'm trying that to draw light. out, that's right, that's right, brother. The, the point I'm trying to draw out is, when we were in this 
mentality of endarkment. There wasn't all this negativity and confusion and evil. The light is what brought the evil because when light was shed on things, it concealed that darkness or endarkment that we're talking about. It masked it. It covered it on the surface. And this is where the true negativity, or what people term as evil, really began. So I want, I want to stress that when we're talking about this second principle, because as we just talked about discipline, it, say, it says you develop your unbreakable will, okay? And self-discipline, it doesn't say somebody else is going to teach you. It doesn't say somebody's going to hand you some secret book and you're going to read everything in there. And if you live by that book like a religious person does, it's going to mold you into this perfect band. It doesn't say you're going to, have, you're going to be sitting up on some master for the rest of your life, being there, his or her student. That's not what that said. A real Sith master masters the principle of self-discipline. It's not, it's not focusing it to anything external outside yourself. That's my whole point, okay? So let's talk about this, brothers, real quick. I'll read it one more time, and if one of your brothers want to interject on it, it says you develop the unbreakable will and self-discipline necessary to complete your path of darkness. Somebody talk to me about that. Anyway, can you feel the evil, son? Anyway, so... <laughs> Well, I'm going to cut you down with a double lightsaber, brother. That's stop. right, bro. So <laughs> let's, let's speak about endarkment for a second. Brother Beniti touched on that, but let's go deep into the darkness. If you're all too scared to go into the darkness, you can hang up now, or you can, you can X out of the chat room if this is too evil or scary for you. Okay? Let's go deep hey, into the darkness. Hey, hey brother, brother, evil doesn't exist, brother. Yeah, that's for those who think it does. So anyway, <laughs> as we go into this darkness, let's really look at this concept. As Brother Beniti alluded to, when you're in the lodge, good old Miley Lodge, that holy St. John's of Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. <laughs> and you're blindfolded in the ante room, and you're hearing this, noise. This little light of mine, brother, this little light of mine. Yeah, you hear all these noises and sounds and voices and whispering. This is when you're at your supreme state. Brother Benuti tapped it right on, uh, nailed it right on the head. You're at your supreme state because your mind is in the process of thinking, reasoning, or breaking boundaries of thought at a greater rate and capacity than when the light comes on. Let me tell you why. When you're in that darkness, nothing exists but darkness. But you hear sounds and vibrations and frequencies and movements and all these things, and your mind starts to really hone in on where the sound is coming from. What happens is you start to bypass not just your five physical senses, but it's like you're tapping into an extrasensory perception or extrasensory sense, okay? Let me, Correct. It's like you're going to a state of non-physical confinement. You're breaking it. You're going deeper into a perspective that you're not familiar with. However, in time, when this blindfold comes on and the light is shined in your face, 
for that temporary moment, you're blinded. That's right. Not only are you blinded, but you're also over sensory or, or overload of your senses at that same exact moment. That's right. What do I mean by that? You see everything, the objects, you see this, that, everything is, everything is overloading you at one time. And it's bringing you back down to the state of a man. Bringing right. you down to the state of no longer being a God, but the state of a man. That's right. But in that pure darkness, when you're in darkened, not enlightened, you're in darkened, you understand the truth about light and dark. Now, we can get scientific, so let's get scientific for a moment. For those who want to be deep and profound and all this deep scientific knowledge that they have no idea how to apply it to their life, let's go there first. Let's we'll see, we'll see, brother, the neutrons and the electrons, brother. Yeah, well, according to science, they say that 97% of the universe is dark matter, dark energy. That's right. Only 3% is light. But you niggas are over here fighting and, and dissing and calling everybody else negative who doesn't deal with the light. I'm a light worker. The light is good. God is light. <laughs> Allah is light. Light is light. Peace, love, and light. Man, I'm telling you, those niggas are the biggest sissies ever, brother. Yes. Peace, love, and light. And all light and light. Light, light, light. This is all you hear from these fools, right? That's but right. These are the same fools when the light goes off. And, and and they hear a little bump in the night in their in their house. They're running for cover. They're scared yeah. shitless. <laughs> well, brother, brother, what on that note, before, what happened to God at that's that? That's right. That's right. On that note, brother, before I forget, before you move on, like like you said, that's that fear. Like you say, people get into darkness to show you how they have not tapped into, as it said in the first principle, the inner workings and the very deep dark workings of the subconscious mind. A person, like you just said, gets into a dark room. I know people are so fucking spooked out. They'll be in a house, and the lights will all be off, and people will hear a noise or something and get spooked the fuck out. That's because they're really contacting their true self. They're creating those illusions, and the biggest fear that they're not consciously aware of that they fear is really finding out who and what they are. That's all that that is. Now, on that thing, before I forget, with the being brought into the light, okay, and you hit it, you hit on it, and, when, and again, by the way, I want to make this clear to the listeners, we're telling you this, yes, all of us have been raised up as master masons, so we're not telling you this from some shit we read in the book, so I want to make that clear. We're telling you this from oh, our yeah, own personal oh, yeah, experience. For, for, all, for all you niggas that like to talk about Freemasonry and shit, but you never step in a lodge a day in your life. Exactly. That's for those niggas. Now, I, we're telling you this from experience. Myself and personally, Brother Ravana Noam were raised up together. So we did this together years ago. I'm going back to the mid to late 90s. Um, so we're going back a little bit. But we're telling you this from experience as we study and went through the experience. We found out that these, these knuckleheads in the lodge, they didn't really know because most of your modern-day Masons are religious. They correlate everything to the Bible. And, and on that light and darkness note, when you really study the aspect of it, you'll find out that your whole Bible is encoded in this Masonic symbology or this dark side information. For an example, Christians love to read the, in John, the light shineth in the darkness. This is what we're talking about, the same experience. 
And the darkness comprehended it not. Now, Christians would like to tell you, oh, I see, that was Jesus when Jesus came. <laughs> no, it's not. That light that shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not, okay, is what we're talking about right here. That's what that shit is really breaking down and building on. That light is talking about the intellect. It's not talking about physical light. Because the physical light is what brought the chaos and the confusion, the real chaos and confusion that mortals term negative and evil. So that light that shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended or not, is what we're talking about here. So I want to be clear on that. So, yes, we can get into the Masonic thing, the Shriner thing, because we went through that shit. We can get into some of the higher orders because we went through it. So when we talk, we're, we're speaking from experience, not because we read a bunch of books and, you know, we felt like we have enough information. We're telling you this um, from experience. So it, it is about when you hear in the Sith doctrine, the dark side, you see the mind already has been programmed based on surface information, Google scholars. When people hear the dark side, why automatically does the brain trigger a thought, okay, that you automatically attribute with negativity? Because that's how you've been indoctrinated and programmed. So when we hear words like the dark side, the inner depth and the dark workings of the subconscious mind, we have all been programmed, and I'm just speaking in general. I'm not talking about, per se, people listening to the show. I'm speaking in general. Most people automatically, their thoughts start to manifest definitions, explanations, and images of something that's what's termed in mainstream society as evil or negative. That's why I said in the beginning of the show, you're going to find out everything you were taught that was negative and evil. It's actually the reverse. You heard Brother Ravana read that quote from the Quran that they would make everything evil look good and everything good look evil or fair-seeming was the word, okay? These books were used as a trick because everything that they teach is actually an adverse to what they stand for. And the very being that you call the devil, you religious people create called the devil, is the very individual being that is the sole author of the very book that you are reading, okay? You'll find that out when you really go into the inner depths of it. And this fictitious concept of the devil, you will find out was created by this whole God concept. Because think about this for a minute, and this is what the Sith Mastery is trying to tell you it's all you, you have the power, you are always in control. Remember that paragraph we read earlier you create this relentlessly, this universe in your subconscious mind. You are the creator. But think about this if there was no God, there would be no devil. If there was no devil, there would be no God. One needs the other to subsist. What fuels that fire? Individuals. Individuals have to accept the concept. That's the same thing. When the principle we just read, somebody had a vision, okay, and they relentlessly pursued it, manifested it, and then propagated it to the masses, and guess what? We have what we call Christianity, Islam, and Judaism today. So don't tell me that the shit is not powerful, and it doesn't work, and it's not real. But we have to take that same principle now and not use it for those reasons. We have to take these principles or this path of endarkment and now use it for beneficiary self-mastery is what this is talking about. That's what the Siths did. Now, people term this as, oh, being, being self-sufficient, selfish, self-mastery, passion is your strength. Oh, that's purely ego and, and, and negativity and evil. See, then you're, you're still under that stupidity mindset if you really understand the principles of what it's for. Now, also to give you 
and if you brought, I'm, I'm gonna let you comment in a minute. I know Brasar, you probably have something on that before we move on. I want to give you the uh, the definitions in what they call the black tongue, which is the Sith language. And notice again, the black tongue, the black sun. The first one, which was power created, the definition for that in the black tongue is what they call Rak Vashuk. The second one we just did, willpower, is Rak Khuzun. And there's a language, too, that has tones, because we talked about tones and frequencies. So the rituals are actually done in tones, frequencies. There's mantras. We didn't even get into, we won't be able to get into this tonight. We didn't even get into the Sith meditations and the Sith mantras and the temple rituals, okay, that are done in the black tongue, which is a certain language that has a vibratory and a vibrational frequency that you heard Ravana mention earlier. Everything is based on vibration and frequency. The universe is based on vibration and frequency. It's based on harmonics and music, okay? Now, there's a whole other science in that. We can tap into that energy and make this thing work for us, okay? Uh, brother, brother, uh, sorry, I know you wanted to add something. Ahead, <clears throat> I wanted to share this. This is from the book of Sith. It says, words have power. Proof is in the Sith scrolls I acquired. When read, they release a malevolence as a safeguard against those who would unlock their secrets. Better to leave hundreds blinded with a blinding curse than surrender power to a single fool. Oh, oh say it again, nigga. Say <laughs> that last part I check that check. I, I read this again for you niggas to get it. <laughs> Words have power. Proof is in the Sith scrolls are acquired. When read, they release malevolence as a safeguard against those who will unlock their secrets. Better to leave hundreds blinded with a binding curse than surrender power to a single fool. ain't ready for the fifth, nigga. Does that sound like science fiction? <laughs> that sounds like shit we see and experience every day. Every day, brother. But there's, uh, see, and, something, and, there's something. There's something key. In that quote, when read, they release malevolence as a safeguard against those who will unlock their secrets. Subconscious is talking about the subconscious mind. When the subconscious mind is encountered, it releases malevolence or demons as safeguards to those who are on the path to unlocking their secrets. So, you niggas that can't sit in the dark and, 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 you know, fear comes out of you, you start getting scared, yeah, you're starting to tap into the subconscious mind and your demons are starting to rise up as safeguards to protect your secrets. Understand, you set those demons there on purpose as a test for you to get back home. And you put them there to protect yourself from reaching a certain level before you're ready for it. Exactly. Because if you jump to a level and you're not ready for it, it can actually be very detrimental psychologically, spiritually, physically, you name it. Mentally, it can be very, very detrimental. That's right. And and as we spoke about earlier, the discipline, you definitely, because remember the first principle, power craving, 
you you have to develop your will to power and your discipline. That kind of prevents, and that's very important. I'm glad you mentioned that because some people venture into shit that they're not ready for. Now, I'm sure, brothers, man, we we could be here all night telling stories of the shit that we witnessed. I mean, I've watched people, for an example, uh, attend what they call West African Benbays, and the spirits come down, and some people are not really prepared. Yep, they're not ready for that experience, and I've seen it. To this day, I know some of these people, and they're not the same ever since that experience because they thought that they were ready for something to the, of, of that magnitude, uh, and they weren't. And this is not saying this in a fearful way. We're not, we're not trying to spook people the fuck out or scare people. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is be careful what you want, you know, that old saying, because you might get it. It's not a matter of you getting it. It's a matter of are you prepared for it. So when you prepare yourself, for an example, for an incarnation of, of spiritual bands, light bands, dark side bands or dark side energy bands, when you open up your subconscious mind to that realization, you've you, you got to have the discipline and the preparation to be able to receive those incarnations or that influx of energy and consciousness uh, that's going to come in bundles and multitudes. And you've got to be right. You can't be jacked up in the head. You know, and you've heard us say in past shows, you heard Dr. Bynum on the show, you know, you got to be in a sound mind and a sound body before you can do any spiritual work. And you've heard us all say on the show, before any great spiritual work can be done, you always have to address, you know, the traumas on the subconscious mind, issues that might be clouding you uh, when you get into this deeper, darker, inner spiritual work. This is not some shit you just... I'm going to pick up a book and, yeah, I'm going to just jump and dive right in. That's where the discipline comes in. It takes years of study because I'm going to tell you all doctrines come full circle to this level of consciousness. You're going to find out when in this Sith philosophy, you'll find out it's very similar to the Egyptian mysteries. It's very similar to the watered-down aspect that we have today of masonry, the principles, the foundations of it, how the temple is built which the real temple you're building is you. That's the temple. For an example, now, if you're not a mason, you may not understand this, or if you weren't a mason, you may not understand this. When you walk into a lodge, okay, you have two stones when you, when, you, when you look to the east. You have one stone that's rough and rugged, and you have another stone that's smooth and very refined and finished. Now, they call one the rough ashlar. That's what you are when you walk into the temple. You're a rough ashlar that needs work, meaning you need to be smoothed out. You have issues that need to be corrected. You, you need to be working on things that, you know, might be blocking your advancement spiritually. So you walk into the, rock, the lodge, a rough ashlar, but you come out a smooth ashlar. So the real temple or the real lodge that you're working on, it's the same thing in the Sith principle, is yourself. You're trying to rough, you're taking all those rough edges and smoothing them out. That's what real masonry is about, not this old watered-down, Bullshit you get today, biblical and all this. You know, the funny thing is these Masons today will say they're not religious, but this shit is religious as hell. When they don't take it to the metaphysical aspect of it and really see the symbology that it actually came from these doctrines that predated by by hundreds of thousands of years. So this and, and, I can, and I can say that's sad, though. You know, for brothers that's in the lodge is, most brothers that's in the lodge don't even understand what that shit really means. 
Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very few brothers that walk the path that truly understand the meaning of those teachings. That's right. And and brother, the impression it left on the subconscious mind, because that's what it was supposed to do was leave a permanent impression to elevate your consciousness that it left on that subconscious mind. People get caught up in the literal aspect of it, and they don't really go into the inner workings of the mind and really break down what those rituals really represent. You understand what I'm saying? It's the representation and the symbology of the rituals. Don't get caught up in the physicality of it because that shit is irrelevant. You understand? This is what this is really talking about. You're really showing the inner workings of the mind and how the process of your spiritual transformation really works. Now, the other thing they say in masonry is what? Through symbology, right, symbols. And allegories. And allegory that these secrets will be revealed to you. Now, the Sith Order does the same thing through the numbers, the symbols. When you look at a lot of the symbols, and we haven't even gotten into the Sith amulets and things of that nature, but it's, it's all connected. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the third one. I, I definitely want to try to get through all nine of these. Um, and, and obviously this won't be the, the only show we do on this because we felt that the time was right now to kind of get into some of this chaos energy because you're going to find oh, out. Oh, it, it, definitely, it definitely has to be a continuation of this topic oh, because this topic, <laughs> it, you can't do it in one show. Is that oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely can't. All right, so the third principle in the black tongue pronounced rock uvril, which is force power, and it simply says, you awaken to the power of the force and learn how to bend its energy to your will. I'm going to say that shit again. Okay? You awaken to the power of the force. And learn how to bend its energy to your will. Now, I, this is funny because I, I, I've mentioned this before. I always get this question in classes and whatever. When will I know I've actually made the, transi- the transition into a spiritual being? I, it makes me laugh. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh because <laughs> I, I tell people nobody can answer that for you but you. There's your answer right there. It didn't say myself, Brother Ravana Noon, Asar, or anybody else is going to awaken you to the power of the force. It said you awaken to the power of the force. And then you have the ability to bend its energy to your will. You now have the ability to have the forces of nature work for you, not against you. You see, the reason why niggas are suffering, the reason why niggas are suffering, when I say suffering, I'm talking mentally, spiritually and emotionally. The reason why people have all kinds of demons in the subconscious mind, the reason why people's psyches are being attacked spiritually and they think that they're seeing demons and they think they're cursed and they got shit going on and somebody's putting roots on them. I'm talking to you Negroes. There's a lot of you out there. The reason why (laughs) is because you don't understand that principle right there. That's why when you hear me say, and you hear us say on the show, you're either part of the experiment or you're controlling it, that's what this means right here. When you understand that science right there, you're not part of the experiment no more. You control the experiment. You make the experiment. You are the scientist that's controlling it. You're the one that makes it work for you again and not against you. This is what this science is talking about. So when, when, when you stop mentally torturing yourself by accepting all these idiotic dogmas that you have 
created the illusion over your subconscious mind that are going to give you salvation and take you to some paradise in, in heaven, on the mothership, Nibiru, Risk, wherever, whatever, you, whatever delusional bullshit you've created in your mind, once you accept the reality that you were the product of somebody else's experiment and you might be in somebody's dream and you may not have woken up from that dream and don't even realize you're in a dream and you can't even tell if it's your dream because you're in that illusionary world, you don't know what's reality no more. And the same people that instituted these concepts is this science right here. And, again, I use religion. Look how religion was grafted by a mortal man, and now they have used that vision to try to control the world and the masses that are stupid enough to fall for it. Okay? That's what we're dealing with here. And, and the, dark side, yeah, the, uh, the dark side, or what we talk about, levels of Sith information is, is totally adverse to that. It's teaching you to be cautious of that. It's, to, it's totally adverse. That's why I said be careful because everything you're told is the correct path it is not. The dark side or endarkment is warning you to stay away from that because that is the level of thinking that has put the world into confusion and not a good confusion. We're talking all these ideologies that have been created that keep people separated, that give people the I'm right complex and whatever I'm right, whatever you say is wrong. If you don't believe my way, then, you know, you're not on my level. You're evil. It gives people the right <laughs> to condemn people and say, oh, you're not, you don't believe like I believe, so you're, you're, you're banished to this place called hell. I mean, the list goes on and on with all the stupidity. You understand what I'm saying? This is what the Sith doctrine and the Sith principles are trying to awaken you to. We're trying to take you away from all that shit because that shit's going to keep you lost in a state of limbo where you're constantly, your soul will constantly be in torture You'll constantly be able to be controlled by this principle here. I'm going to read it again, and then if the brothers want to build on it, let me read it again. You awaken to the power of the force and learn how to bend its energy to your will. Talk to me, brother. Somebody talk to me. Yeah. Well, this is Ravana Noon. I'm going to say this. Well, let me say this. Anyways, no. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal now. Many people will tell you that it's evil to bend the force or then bend the energy of nature, bend it to your will. Those people right there are dangerous. Let me tell you why they're dangerous. Because those are the ones that want to control you and want to bend you to their will, want to bend your energy to their will. You, as a chaos being, can do anything you put your mind to. That means you can actually access and have the forces of nature work on your behalf and by your will. However, we have to understand this because as Brother Benito was sharing this, my mind was racing in a thousand different places. One of the problems that we do not understand is that your mind is what creates duality. And your mind is also, when you get to endarkment, will erase duality or polarity or whatever the hell you want to call it if you want to be deep. Your mind actually accepts that, so you create it. You don't accept something. It doesn't exist. 
Understand this. So people will be, oh, well, you know, spirits exist even if you don't accept them. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> exist with me if I don't accept them in my mind. You understand the difference there? Everything spirits originates you, from brothers. your mind. Get you, and so what happens is this. You have your pro-black Negroes, and you have your pro-white people. Here's a science for you two idiots. Y'all need each other to exist. Do you understand that? Hmm. And without one, you can't have the other. So the minute you become pro-black, you best believe your antagonist is pro-white. Brother Ravana. Yeah. On that note, I got I to gotta just read this from, from the Dark Lords, what you just said right there. Holy shit. Let me just read this real quick, and then you continue with your bill. Listen to, what you, you, listen to this. At this point, I have to read this because you just, man, just strung a chord. At this point, you might be thinking, why should I want to become a Sith master? It all sounds rather harsh and unpleasant. And aren't the Sith the bad guys? Shouldn't I strive to master the light side of the Force instead of become a Jedi mindset and defend the galaxy from evildoers. Uh, here we go right here. Here's the butter. Here's the butter on the bread. You got the bread out. Here comes some yep. of the butter. If you think this way, it is unlikely that you have the dark gift required of a Sith master. Sith masters are both born and made, but usually show a strong inclination toward the dark side from an early age. If you have never sympathized with the villains in the movies, never admired the strong, ruthless conquerors of history and fiction, never felt disgust for the Judeo-Christian, the weak and the timid, then you are probably not destined for the Sith path. So if you straight up bitch, this ain't for you. However, if you do lean toward the dark side but require more persuading, let me briefly attempt to justify Sith philosophy. Check this shit out. This universe operates on the principle of duality. It's what the brother was just talking about. On the yin and the yang of which the Taoist masters speak. Without the yang or dark side, there is no opposition to the light side's yin. Without opposition, there is no motivation. Without motivation, there is no action. Without action, there is only stagnation. As Sith master, Uthar Yin puts it, Without strife, your victory has no meaning. Without strife, you do not advance. Without strife, there is only stagnation. This is the essence of Sith philosophy. We are the sowers of strife, the war makers, and the force polarizes because without opposition, nothing in the universe moves. A world without adversaries, innovators, and status quo violators is a world ruled by banality, boredom, and inertia. Somebody talk to me about that shit. Right, exactly. Now, that exactly goes into what I was uh, sharing, but in more depth. Now, here's here's what's interesting. As I was saying, you have your pro-black and your pro-white. Well, where would the Sith be on that? See, they're no longer a part of the pro-black, pro-white, because the Sith understand that both of you idiots are are manipulated and controlled and in reality, you're both the same thing. You're not in opposition. You really are the same thing. You think you're in opposition to each other, but you're not. You're really the same thing because your principles are exactly the same. Your mindset is exactly the same. Your agenda is exactly the same. It just appears. The illusion appears to be different only because one's, bright, one's black and one's white. 
Well, the Sith come along, we said, no, we're in opposition to both of you idiots. Because what you don't understand is you're really one side of the, of the coin. You're not really on the other side of the coin to understand that we're the ones who are going to call you out and going to show you that we're in opposition to your philosophies, ideologies, principles, and things that you think are really, are, that you really think are in uh, in opposition, but they're not. They're the same thing. The Sith come along and they question everybody. They make you think about everything that you're doing. They make you confront yourself and all of your pre-programmed responses, conditioning, and things of that nature from your childhood to today. Without that opposition, you will not question anything. You think you're deep because you question a white man's society. But in questioning the white man's society, you fool yourself to thinking that you're different than a white man, when in reality you're using the same methodology to question the white man's society that he himself uses. You think that you're saying something when you say, oh, Negro peeing. But yet you yourself are created the same divide-and-conquer method as a European does. When you say all light-skinned people are bad or all light-skinned people are responsible for the black racist condition, really? Is that a fact? No, it's not. That is your mentality of a mindset that is still in opposition, but in reality is the same as the oppressor that you're so-called fighting. Don't think like that. We question everybody and everything. And what I mean by that is the first questioning should be yourself. Am I responding as a pre-programmed person? Am I responding or am I acting out as a pre-programmed person? Go ahead, brother. Brother, brother Ravana, you must, you, you, you must be using telepathy. You must be using your Sith powers, man. I am, brother. Yeah, check this one out. This, this is all falling in the sequence. The Jedi, or the people that claim to be peacemakers, this is all your peace and love, and, and, or it's about the black man and we must unite, or it's about <laughs> Jesus needs to save you, okay? The Jedi, the peacemakers, and the equality mongers embrace the anti-life side of the cosmic duality. Brother, just explain that, okay? And they are therefore preaching a lie. Let me say that shit again. The equality mongers embrace the anti-life side of the cosmic duality and are therefore preaching a lie. Life is by its very nature, y'all ain't going to like this, an act of violence against nature, an assertion of your will over the world, a violation of cosmic equilibrium, harmony with the universe is found only in death. The Sith embrace the life force, the will to power, as the summon bonum, the highest good, rather than resisting it like the Jedis or the do-gooders as the summum malum, the supreme evil. Okay? There's your answer. I mean, if you, right. don't if you don't understand that, then I mean, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to put in there. This is why we're all fucked up in the head. 
and I'm speaking in general. I'm not saying per se us or us listening to the show. I'm just speaking in general. When you have that mindset, and, and as Romano was just explaining, when you're shifting to one side of that duality and you're not rooted in the principle, and then we talk about the root chakras, we talked about the seven hermetic principles, different degrees of vibration. That's all it is. It's basically what we just explained to you. You think it's different, but it's not. It's all the same shit. You just don't know what polarity is. You just don't know what vibration is. It's all the same. But when you gravitate to one aspect of that duality, and let's say in this case the, the do-gooders that think that they're working with the light, you understand when actually all they're doing is prolonging what's inevitable, which is their physical death. That's all they're doing. Because yep. in that physical death is rebirth, is eternal life. This is what the Egyptian masters were teaching. So I wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead, Ron. Exactly. And what's interesting is that, okay, if some of these groups and organizations and people, they'll attack. They'll attack everybody that's not like them, whether it's race, whether it's tradition, religion, whatever. They'll attack everybody that's not like them. But what they don't realize in, in their attack, they're exposing themselves to really be religious fools or egotistical fools or anything else. What happens is this. If you really think you're so comedic, and I'm talking about to those people who think they're comedic, so deep into comet, let me let me share something with y'all. Some of y'all niggas would not even pass one of the first degrees or initiation rituals in Kemet. Cause y'all brother, hot, hot, brother, hot, hot, rah, brother, hot, hot, rah. Yeah. You know, hot, hot, rah, and mad, cuckoo is not going to pass that first degree. Because... <laughs> One of the first degrees that you take in initiation ritual, one of the degrees in the ritual done is sitting in pure darkness inside of one of the temples. Now, you know, these temples were built in such a fashion that no light could get in there if they didn't want it to get in there. And you would sit in pure darkness, and you would lay there, and you would have to lay there even if you felt a spider run across your body, a scorpion, whatever the case may be, you would have to lay there and show that you had total mastery over your thoughts, emotions, feelings, and things of that nature. Y'all niggas are so scary that the sound of a supposed firecracker you interpret as a gun and you're ready to run. (laughs) <laughs> but yet you're hardcore and carry guns and everything around you. They ain't no, hey, hey, brother. Hey, brother. Shaka Akmos is an Egyptian king, brother. He's a, he's Shaka Akmos is a faggot, <laughs> pump, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> now, if he wants to be gay, that's his choice. I could care less. If he was a, a gay Egyptian, let him be gay Egyptian. That's his choice. But the point he's, is, he's, don't he's promote a new, He's a new pharaoh, some, brother. He's a new yeah. pharaoh. But yeah, but don't promote yourself as some fucking great god, some great master, some great teacher, and everything you quote from and everything you prove and show and prove from comes from a white man's education. That's right. That that shit that kills me. And I, 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 I add on to that too. You know, that's something I never understood about these comedic negroes. These comedic negroes, you know, they sit up and they talk about Kemet, 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 Kemet. But none of them, you can tell by the way they speak and the way they do shit, none of them are initiated into these Egyptian mysteries. They don't know shit about Kemet. They don't know about the inner workings of the temples. It's all conjecture. 
and it's all book shit. Yeah, That's them all they do. Visited Egypt, bro. <laughs> and if they Listen, did, they, they, you know they, how niggas they are. They, they they if if they, they really up. have visited Egypt, they can say what they want to. But if they had, you know, niggas are quick to post pics now. They're quick to post pics of them somewhere. So if this oh, nigga yeah, your, your boy, no your boy, your boy, your boy, said he posting pictures all the time, brother. Well, that's it. That's good for him. Sarasusan said he's about as intelligent as a roach on the wall. So. You know, <laughs> He can say what he wants to, but these niggas ain't ready for real deep down shit. They ain't ready for the deep down secrets and knowledge and information because they can't even tap on themselves. They're, they're too busy blaming the white man and the purple man and the orange man for their plight, their situation, when they're the ones created their own situation. Well, what do you mean? I'm not talking about slavery. That's a different situation. I'm talking your existence today in the year 2015. You're creating your condition, your existence right now. Because you don't understand right. the power of your mind. You still think that people can actually manipulate you from the outside. You still think that people can still control you from the outside. When in reality, you create your condition and situation every day by your thought process, by your actions, and things of that nature. And if you go into this world thinking that, oh, the white man's going to stop me from this, and the white man's stopping me from that, and the white man's doing this, 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 that, because, you know... He hates black people and this and this and that, so that's why I can't get a fair shot. Then you created that condition because your that's mind right, created that reality, and now you are going to play out, and your actions are actually going to make that action, those those thoughts and reality manifest in your life. Your thoughts are actually bringing that into your life. You think you, that you're fighting against it. You can't. <laughs> Boy, you have me, no idea how the subconscious mind works. You, let me, you let, don't realize... Let me. When you say something like, I can't wait to see you, that your subconscious mind actually didn't say what you thought you said, your subconscious mind is really saying, I cannot see you. It's not saying, I can't wait or I'm looking forward to seeing you, which is what you should be saying. I look forward to seeing you, right? You're you're actually saying, I cannot see you if you say, I can't wait to see you. That's right. They don't realize the simplicity of that of that nature of a statement like that can actually affect your reality. See, if you can't think on that simple level and tap into your subconscious mind at a simple level, I'm sorry for you, but you you can't go any further. You're going to always create the same existence, the same reality every day because your mind is is limited by your subconscious mind. And what happens is that people do not understand as a true Sith as a true temple of set, as a true person of self-mastery, you realize that the first step to your mastery is to go into your subconscious mind and reprogram it in totality. That means, as the Sith say, creating your own empire. No, no, people will take this literally. Hey, brother, I have a question for you. Who would be considered a Sith of today? Who do people most fear? Who do people most talk about, brother? I don't give a damn. Me, nigga. The Sith today would be the Illuminati because that's who niggas feed the most. 
They're yeah, they're exactly. Niggas, and they empower yeah. them niggas the most. That's why them niggas can do what they want to you, and they can rape you blind, and you still will love them. Because they do That's this right. shit subconsciously, they do it subliminally, and you accept it. And actually, yeah. are, the, are these guys really evil for doing what they do? Or are these are these people on the path to personal power? Look, personal, personal power. power and not only personal power. They're actually doing things that are beneficial for society. Your ass may not think so because you're a greedy-ass motherfucker and you want to eat all this food but don't want to earn that shit. So That's you right. don't realize that shit. You think that everything should be handed to you because you got a welfare mentality. No, nigga. Right. That's not how it works. Get your ass up and create a future for yourself, for your children, and your family. Man, if you're not willing you, to do yeah. that, then don't expend ha- hand-me-downs. And that's yeah, the right. reason why the Illuminati are not evil. But you yeah, if, niggas, if, if, if niggas had to grow food, niggas would starve. You know that? I want big time. You, look, man, you know what, man? Fuck that. I'm just going to blame everything on the white, man. It's, that's easier, man. Fuck this, man. This is too complicated. <laughs> hey, but what I want to do, brothers, before we lose track of too much time, I'm just going to, they're real short. I'm just going to read four to nine, just go through them all real fast, and we'll build on it, and then, then we'll take some questions. Cause I know people got questions. I see people typing stuff in. Uh, they're very short, but I'm going to go through the, the principles four to nine, and then we'll just do a, a summarization build on them because uh, I want to make sure we at least get to the, the foundation of it. I don't want to not finish this episode without reading all nine. So real short, let's go through them real fast, uh, and then we'll build on it. So so principle four, pronounced in the black tongue, dark philosophy. You learn Sith philosophy and ideology as expounded by the dark lords. Principle five, thrives garathu, fear mastery. We're going to get back to this one because this one's key. You learn how to confront and master the power of fear in yourself and others. We're going to go back to that one. Principle six in the black tongue, domination. You learn techniques to dominate others so that you can attract power into your life as a Sith. Principle seven, conquest. You will learn how to begin establishing your spirit power and attain victories over the lightsiders. We're going to go back to that. Principle eight, Garas Nagazat, specialization. You will develop your SIP specialization and use your special skills and resources to acquire wealth and power for yourself. Principle nine, Borgasul, dark lordship. You will make a pilgrimage to the Sith temple and be given your final trials. If you pass, you will be anointed the dark lord of the Sith. All right? That completes the nine principles. One I want to shoot back to. And this is going, you're going to find, is the main problem why people fail at every goddamn thing they do, why people don't succeed on the path of spirituality, why people fail in life on an overall level is based on this one right here. Principle five, you learn how to confront and master the power of fear in yourself and others. And I've always said for years, the number one disease that's plaguing the planet and killing people off is a disease called ignorance, which links into another disease that's affiliated with it called fear. You're going to find out the reason why most people can't level on certain information like this is because of that fear. When you, when you approach somebody with a higher level of consciousness that's outside of their comfort zone, they automatically revolt back into fear. An ignorant person, that's why if you remember a few shows back, 
when uh, me and Ravana were talking about, we had put a picture up on the Facebook of uh, Seth. So took Seth, whatever you need to get you through the night, was smacking the shit out of Horace. We did that intentionally because niggas got religious. Because what happened was that image speaks volumes to the subconscious mind. Now, not to somebody that's in tune with the path of endarkment because we, we look at that picture as a symbol of the internal will or the battle of the willpower that goes on within us. That's what that really represents. We look at it as questioning the norm. You know, all the mainstream bullshit we were taught, we look at Satuk was the symbol of lashing out against that because Horus is always portrayed as a symbol of practicality and positiveness or, or, or light sayers, all that religious bullshit. So we put that picture up to show you what this is saying, fear. People will automatically get into defensive mode when fear kicks in, okay? So when you get out of somebody's comfort zone, then emotion kicks in. Now they're angry because you've crushed the foundation of the principles that they thought were rudimentary to their spirituality. Because any nigga that sees a picture of Satuk smacking the shit out of Horus and sends you an email and says, don't, don't disrespect Horus, that's a religious-ass nigga. And I don't, need to, I don't need to even have a conversation with that bullshit because I already know from that one sentence alone, I know what that person's mindset is. And, again, this is the same individual that claims to be spiritually conscious but yet says we've got to rise up against the white man and the European's way of thinking, but yet he still thinks like the white man and the European. So I don't even need this off the the funny, The funny shit about it is this shit is beyond race. The illuminated people, the few people on the planet, is going to run this shit forever. You understand that? It's, more, it's beyond race, and people don't understand that shit. Now, I want to also throw this. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. What's funny about that whole situation is that these are the same niggas who tell you don't disrespect Heru. Right, but there's the same nigga that's meditating on a fucking waterfall. Yeah. You <laughs> Photoshop the ore around it. Yeah. And tell yeah, you or, I'm deep. Yeah, yeah, that's very spiritual, brother. So just for the listeners, because I see people typing in, there's two books we're referencing. Here. I just want to be clear. I want to be. I want to be clear. There's two books. There's Star Wars: The Book of Sith, which I'm going to go into next about alchemy. The other book is called The Dark Lords: The Path of Power. It's a different book, okay? So I want to be clear. Those are two books I recommend you seek out. One is written by the, by the Sith Academy, which is literally an order and a temple. And, and, and we have discussed, we doing these teachings here, of organizing something like that, but that's not going to be for everybody. Um, that's something we, we actually going to be, and we don't say that doesn't make it special. It's just if you're not on that mindset, then it's, it, it may not be for you. But, we, we, we have, or in discussions, I should say, of actually putting these principles into practice, not just talking about it, starting an order that will actually help people assist in, in putting these into practice. Um, we'll get into, that, get into that later, but we figure this would be a precursor to kind of, to those that may not, some of you may be familiar with this on, on different levels. Some might be very familiar with what we're talking about. Some may be a little bit familiar with what we're talking about. This might be new to some people. Um, but we figure this is a good precursor to kind of, you know, bring people in. But this fear thing, and I want to, I want to, I want to type 
kind of touch on this just a quick minute again. This is why you're going to find out when people say, why can't we come together? And I want to share this real quick. I got an email. Speaking of this shit, I got an email from a sister who went to this Million Man uh, movement bullshit a couple weeks ago. And she listens to the show, and she said, you know what, Brother Benini? She called me on the phone. She said, Brother Benini, you're right. You guys joke around about it. You have fun with it. But everything you were saying before that happened, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. I could read the email. She clearly states in the email, all she saw was the Nation of Islam set up with booths, collecting money, trying to get donations. She said it was all about money. It was all bullshit. People were just there trying to network for themselves. I'm going to pull up the email uh, after we go to the next question. I'm going to read it to you. She was physically there, and she said it was all hype. Everything that we said, everything that we explained on the show, she said I witnessed it firsthand. Everybody was hitting you up for money. But here's the thing, and this was the key point that strung home with me in that email. There was no after plan. Let me say that shit again. I always ask and get attacked because I say, well, what's the plan after the event's over? Now, I heard it, and it was quite comical. They got this text, you text, that keeps you linked in. These Negroes is talking about boycotting McDonald's. Say, yeah, do you fucking mind? That's your plan? Yeah, we'll see one day we're going to do this, and then we're going to tell McDonald's that if you don't donate some of the money to the movement to, to us as reparations, then we will only support you. McDonald's is laughing their ass off, okay? Laughing, that is... This is one of their action plans, by the way. They think by threatening to boycott some of these big places that that will in turn make people give the dollar back to where it rightfully belongs, so-called in the hand of black folks. Well, here's the problem. Yeah, you don't control. That is, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Stupidest stuff. Check this out. Uh, these people are idiots. And let me tell you why I say that. That when you ever... Ever you call yourself a god, but then you're fucking over here asking who you call the devil for reparations? That's right. You know how stupid you sound and you seem? That is a stupid... How can God ask for anything, first and foremost? Okay? That's right. And I'm talking about That's their right. philosophies, their teachings. The original man is the Asiatic black man, maker, owner, primitive planet, earth, father, civilization, god of the universe. Uh, but, he can, but he can barely feed himself. <laughs> this nigga asking for McDonald's for reparations. But you're a god yeah. of the universe, son. You're a god of the universe, but you're asking for reparations. Listen, 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 man. Look, Farrakhan needed the big. He needed the big hit, man. He needed the big hit, and you know, you gotta remember broke, the last part of his name. The last part of the name is Khan. Remember, it's Farrakhan. And Farrakhan needed to put gas in that Range Rover. You know, he had to put some gas in the Cadillacs, you know. He had to fund the mission. You understand what I'm saying? And, and niggas fall for the okey-doke, you know, and niggas get emotional. You know, yeah, we're going to go DC, you know. And now, now, mind you, mind you, okay, you go into D.C. to the White House where the white man set up for this event. You can go research this. They were National Guard was set up right at the Armory, right outside of the Capitol building, waiting for some shit to go down, just in case you Negroes got out of line. You understand? First of all, you know what's fucked up about it when nobody questioned? Why would Farrakhan put you in that situation in the first place? How come nobody ever asked that goddamn question? Why would you gather people in one spot where the enemy could just come in with mass genocide and, and kill all you Negroes at the blink of an eye? 
See, nobody well. thinks like that. Let me let me ask you a question about that. How come nobody asked that question? Okay. Now, while that was going on, go pull it up. It's all over. It's all over YouTube. It's all over. You can pull it up. They had the National Guard and the military just waiting in full regalia, full military weaponry and infantry, helicopters, tanks, the whole nine, just in case you niggas got out of line. Yeah, so the they, were gonna said, they were going to turn it from the Million Man March to Million Whip Ass Niggas. That's right, Million Man Slaughter. So the white man said, yeah, all right, Negroes, you can come in our backyard, do your little protest shit, scream, I want reparations. Go ahead, nigga. You can do that shit. That's, that's no problem. Just behave. And then you know why when the shit is over, clean up and go the fuck home. Yep. That's basically what you Negroes accomplished. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 really, it's really hilarious because um, at the end of the day, that did nothing. It did nothing. You just got niggas out there. You know, Farrakhan went out there looking like a pimp. You know, that's pretty much it. Everybody uh, just listened to a sermon. You know, the Nation of Islam and these other black organizations, they're masters of theatrics. You know, they they got to put there on the big, the big production, you know. You got to go out there. You got to have a bulletproof case, I mean, bulletproof cage around you while you're talking like you some fucking high and mighty guy. You're up there <laughs> you know, sounding deep. Hey, you know, you got to have some nice outlandish brand new fucking suit that you pay $1,000 for some shit with some shiny ass shoes with your hair greased to the side. Anyways, how the hell is this nigga's <laughs> hair greased to the side? But yeah, he's black. And nobody ever That's questions it, that shit. Why does Farrakhan grease his hair to Why the side? Why does that nigga always turn his hair? <laughs> oh, I forgot because in their doctrine, they say that black hair, I mean, curly hair or nappy hair is a curse. Oh, That's yeah, right, I bet y'all niggas didn't know that. That's mm. right. And, and, and you, need to, you need to have your brain purged and programmed by Scientology, man. They promote Scientology, too. So, you yeah, know, that's right, you, you, you need to be purged. But, see, that black shit... It just gets me sick to my stomach. After I heard that shit, I just purposely went and got a Big Mac just so I can tap into my <laughs> ass and fucking just go adverse to that coon baboon shit that they were trying to promote. I pulled up one video on YouTube. This, this shit was funny as hell. This is some dude wearing, and when, when, when he said this, it created, I mean, I didn't know what to make of it. This dude was dressed in Black Panther regalia. Now keep that in mind. And he gets into this rant and rave that we need to take it to the streets. I'm down for whatever. I'm not just saying this shit now. On camera now. I'm down for whatever. No more talking. We just need to take it to white folks. I mean, he's on camera now. I'm laughing my ass off. Then the nigga throws in the hand. Somebody asked him, are you, are you part of the new Black Panther movement? No, I'm not Black Panther anymore. I'm not really a Black Panther. I'm just dressed like one right now. Because I, because, I believe, because I believe with their ideologies. So this nigga ain't even a Black Panther, and he's standing in front of the camera, you know, telling the white man what he's going to do to them, how he's going to hurt them, and how he's going to kill them. And like my brother Ravonna Noon said, <laughs> these are the masters of theatrics. You see, we can get on this show, and the more you say the white man this, the white man that, the devil this, see, now I can build up your emotion. Now, now, see, now I, can, I can feed and cater into your ego. So we could get it. We could get into a whole two hours of hooting and hollering, the devil this, the devil that, and, and see. Unfortunately, that's what some Negroes want to hear because then it makes them lazy. They don't have to study no more because yeah, now. What's interesting yeah, is this, this feeds right this, back. This goes, in, this goes into part of the. Um, this goes into part of the Seth doctrine that we're talking about. The principle. This is, this is, fear is 
hate leads is basically a a um hate is basically a part of fear. These right. people really fear their oppressor more than they say. However, the way you channel that outwardly to seem like you're not fearful is to promote hate. I hate them for this. I hate them for that. But yet, these are the same people that are quickly fearful of the very thing they hate. And that's how they hide their fear is by acting tough and angry and hateful, but don't realize that that's really their fear operating because they don't learn, have not learned, that all of this is based upon fear. But what do they really fear? Is it the white man? Is it the society? Is it the oppressor? Or are they fearing themselves in their failures? It's themselves, brother. That's the that's the excuse, and I'm glad you said it. It's definitely themselves, but most of them aren't conscious of it. So the, the crutch that they use to mask that and cover it up is the white man. See, what they're really rebelling against is everything that they fear that exists within themselves, the fear of failure, the fear of being controlled by another. You understand what I'm saying? The fear of being a weak little bitch, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. So this is the this is the reason why this principle is so key when dealing with fear and mastering it, self-mastery of fear. Because when we did earlier shows, you heard all the brothers here talk about addressing the trauma on the subconscious mind. That's a fear people don't want to go into do. When you're in that state of darkness, when we were talking about the Masonic symbology earlier, being in that chaos, that pure darkness, that pure balancement, remember, Black represents the the influx of all energies, tranquility, equilibrium. The totality or balancement of the universe is represented by the darkness or the blackness. We're not speaking of it in the nature of a color. This is why all the overtones of the order are the words in darkness and blackness, because it represents unlimited, undefinable, no boundaries, no beginning, no end. This is why it's referred to the dark lords, the dark sun, the black from black brother, What you understand, that's really talking about the black man, brother. See, yeah, yeah, the black man, brother. What, yeah, what happened, black brother, is that the white black. man made it too complex for you to understand, brother. So, you, you know. You know what these Negroes remind me of? You, everybody's seen the movie CB4, right? Everybody's seen CB4. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you remember you remember the character you remember the character that Alan Payne played in there? Remember the rap? I'm blackity black. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm, I'm blackity black, 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 black. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black and black. The nigga's got on a coochie. You know, he's got the whole African look and everything out of his mouth is in black, y'all. Blackity black. That's what these Negroes remind me of when I talk to them. I see that Negro when I when I'm talking to half of these cats, I see that dude <laughs> from the C B four movie. Hilarious shit. If you ain't seen that movie, it's a classic. Chris Rock, CB4. Even though there's a lot of stereotypes in the movie, but the sim- the symbology they're dropping some science on there on a subliminal level. I mean, the movie the movie's hilarious. That with another movie, which is a lot of symbols, is "Don't Be a Minister Society" while sipping your juice in the hood with the Wayne's Brothers. That's that Go watch shit. that oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the black brother in there, the nation yeah, the brother, the one looking at the white girl and stuff. Yeah, who's this fine milk of magnesia? But it goes to show you. Now the symbology behind that was 
most of these Negroes that claim the pro-blackness shit, deep down inside, they chasing white bitches. Let's be real. Keep that shit 100. Most of exactly. these niggas use that as a front. Because I've seen the blackest of black niggas find themselves a lovely white snowflake. I've seen it. Got to get that snow bunny. Got to get that snow bunny. <laughs> but see, I bring that up because these movies, even though they're making comical of this shit, they are actually portraying what people feel in their mind. And when you get the, most of these black conscious niggas, this, this confirms what we were just saying that the thing that they really fear is themselves. I bring that up because some of these niggas that are so pro-black, they may not be able to deal. They might be attracted to a white woman, and they don't know how to explain it. So they fight it with this adversus, oh, I'm going to block that out, and if it doesn't exist, now I'm going to be the blackest nigger on the planet. You understand what yep. I'm saying? And getting me the yeah. blackest woman on the planet from the deepest part of Africa, from the border. There you go, brother. <laughs> there there you go, the brother. While, all the while, while he's with this woman, he has desires for a white woman and is the first nigga to cheat on her. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because y'all can't deal with your fears, your insecurities, your your, your behavioral <laughs> patterns, all these things, because you are afraid to tap into that dark side energy. And that's fear of the Woody, brother. Fear of the Woody. Yeah, that's it. That's a new movie that we got produced by the Sith Brothers on the show. It's called Fear of the Woody, brother. White Booty. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, this is a reality. This is this is what this is what Sith alchemy is about. See, Sith alchemy goes into the inner depths of what these symbols really represent. Yep. Okay, and these are manifestations of these energies. Now. You're seeing it on a regular basis. We're bringing up these movies. We're having fun with it. We're clowning. We want to be entertained. We, that's what we do. But when you look at really what they're, what, what they're trying to portray and the information that they're showing you, this is the mindset of a lot of these sick Negroes that's walking the planet. And you're going to find your most pro-black ones got some real skeletons in the closet, got some serious skeletons in it, some real issues with their blackness. You understand? And and what tends exactly. to happen is the, one, the ones the ones that's bashing homosexuality all the time. Let me tell you, one of, some of them niggas probably sucked a dick sometime early in their life. Yes, well, well, again, that homo that homophobia, yeah, that homophobia yep. comes from that they're wrestling within themselves if they're homo. Now, exactly. again, we, we 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 stress this on the show. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. That shit is irrelevant. We're speaking in general, okay? You can be bisexual, gay, heterosexual. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your sexuality has nothing to do with your spirituality. I want to stress that shit. And we brought that up in previous shows. I get that question all the time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lesbian or I'm homosexual. Does that mean I can be spiritual? Why the fuck not? See, if you say that, you're, you're already thinking in your mind the way that the enemy thinks. Yep. Because... because that has nothing to do with your spirituality. Sexual, that's a sexual preference. Don't you know some of the greatest masters and, and some of the first beings that incarnated on this planet had dual sex gender, belong to both sides of the fence, however you want to term it? It's irrelevant. It's a sexual preference. Stop getting caught up in that religious bullshit where religious people condemn sexuality based on their self-made religious definitions of condemning people for their sexuality. Yeah, that's that's the, the God of the Bible is, a, is afraid of homosexuality. That means he probably was taking it up the ass, too. That's, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's the bottom line, because the Bible writers were anti-homosexual. 
And that's why you see an attack on homosexuality in the Bible and witchcraft or magic. Because remember, during the Inquisitions and the witch hunts, during the 1600s, when the King James Bible was put together, they originally put that version together to attack the practitioners of witchcraft and magic. And that's the reason why that shit was put together. But then you got these idiots called the black Hebrew Israelites who are too lazy to do their research and come up with this cockamamie bullshit from some white man's book that King James was black. You're going to use a white man's book. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, on, that's as bad as the other Negroes who, um, you know, it's what, uh, 200 something years later, and here comes a new drawing. Oh, yeah, this is the real, this the real appearance of Abraham Lincoln. Get the fuck on, out of here. Stop. Stop. Got <laughs> Abraham Lincoln as a brown Negro, and they're going to say, yeah, that's how he really looked. Yeah, really? Sure? You sure about that? You know, or, or, the, or the or the um, or the or the picture they passing or, or the thing that they passing around about John Hanson talking yeah. about the, the first black president some shit like that. Yeah, it's convenient yeah. two hundred years after the fact to come along and come and claim somebody as black, and all you gotta do is you know is Photoshop Negroes, man. That's the Photoshop gurus, brother. Well, let me let me do this. Let me do this for a minute. All right, let's use that, what you just said, brother. So first black president, John Hanson, he was black. All right, I want all you niggas to, 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 right now to go into your pocket, right? Stick your hand in your pocket. You might have some money in there. You might have nothing in there. That's irrelevant. All right, put your hand in your pocket. Take your pocket out. Now that you know that John Hanson is black or wasn't or whoever the fuck, how did that change you on any level? That's what I want to know. You had no money in that pocket? You still ain't got no money in that pocket, nigga. All I want to know is knowing, see, that's what we mean when we say Negroes get caught up in over-intellectualizing shit, okay? That would be over-intellectualized. We want to argue about who was first, who was blacker, who was here, what tribe was first, what dynasty came before this dynasty, who was first, Egypt or Samaria, Who's right, the Hebrew Israelites or the Kemetic community? We want to get into this over-intellectualized mental wrestling, which is a bunch of guards. But at the end of the day, I can still walk out my front door, go across town, and melanated people are still getting shot. Crack is still on the streets killing people. There's still gangs all over the place, okay? Young teenage kids are still getting pregnant. Disease is running rampant in the world. My thing is... If you ain't making no change on that level, that shit ain't going to change that. Because you know why? There's no working the principles in that other than just intellectualizing it. No, nah, brother. Now, the only way, Are you yeah, guys talking about General Sutin Sati and Tom yeah, 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 yeah. the RBG yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and buy some RGB sneakers. Get the RGB sneakers, brother. Get the R- support. Support the black community. But <laughs> nobody wants to. There's no spirituality. And there's no practical work for any solutions that are really plaguing us as people. Okay? Now, I'm sitting there saying I don't need, and the brothers here don't need, to sit here and give you a laundry list of what we do do because that's that's ego tripping. Don't worry about what others do. Worry about what you're doing. You understand what I'm saying? So my whole thing is when are we going to address the core issues? The reason why those things aren't changing as far as drugs, prostitution, death, a spiritual transformation, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. It's because we're not getting the spiritual information we need. It's not there. It's lacking. You think that dude out on the street that's homeless, he gives two flying fucks about who, what dynasty in Egypt was first? 
This nigga's reality. This nigga's reality is a hot sandwich. This nigga. The only thing that's the only thing that's making sense to this dude right now is this dude wants to know where he's getting his next meal from. So he ain't interested in what dynasty came before what and Pharaoh this and Pharaoh. He don't care about none of that shit. He want to know how he can get off the street and get himself a house and get himself three hot squares a day and take care of his family. See, that's a motherfucking reality. Nah, brother, he's worried, about, he's worried about becoming King Tutu. The second, yeah, that's yeah, what he's yeah. worried about, brother. Yeah. Well, what about, what about the young brother that's caught up in the gang life, and he's selling dope and drugs, and he ain't got no family, and he's out running the streets with a bunch of knuckleheads? Pull that Negro aside and say, yeah, brother, see, Egypt this and Egypt that, and brother, the Pharaoh, man, <laughs> nigga gonna look at you and he he gonna look at you and laugh because there's no practicality in that. You understand? And it's but funny. Sure, it's bro. funny. It's funny. You coming to him. You coming to him, and you you know you pretty much you know probably in a worse condition than he is, and you trying to tell him about what he needs to do to make his life better. He looks at you like you must be crazy, right? Wash your mind. Mind, mind. mind the fact that you're telling him that, and you're probably in a stable situation. Keep that in mind. You're telling him that, and your life, I'm not saying your life might be perfect, but your life might be balanced. You might have a roof over your head, three squares a day. You know, you might have your family in order to a certain degree. But you're trying to tell a brother, you're trying to, you're trying to, how do you get through the mentality of a brother that's just trying to survive to get to the next day? They ain't trying to hear that shit. Now, if you show an individual how they can take the energy and transform it, but you've got to show them based on practicality or applying the information and say, look, brother, I'm not just telling you this. This is how you can do it. And I've seen it. I've watched it change people because it's something that's tangible that they can relate to and then take it to a higher level. But, man, I know two flying fucks. I couldn't give two shits of what <laughs> dynasty was first. I don't care about Samaria. I don't care about no damn Egypt was first or that. I focus more on the principles and the knowledge and the information. That's it. I mean, the knowledge is powerful. I don't care about what was first, and I want to get into some historical nonsense debate. That's not going to make no difference to me. I focus, I focus on the information and what it represents, the mysteries of well, Egypt. Well see, brother, well, see, brother, the history is important because the people yeah, got to yeah. know the history, brother. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. All I know is if you get caught up in that, then you'll find out you'll be stuck. You'll be in that, what we call that state of limbo, where you quite never go forward, but you really don't go backwards because you're getting caught up, like, like you just said, Brother Asar, in the historical intellectual aspect of it. Now, again, I want to be clear on this. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place and it's not important. You have to have some level of history. But when it becomes all about the history and the debate, then it becomes a problem. That's what I'm trying House to say. House of consciousness. Yeah, well, I'm, again... <laughs> It, do, it, do, it doesn't mean, and then again, because some people will say, oh, so you're saying it. No, I'm not saying history is not important. But when it only becomes about history, then that's when it's not important. Because I'm trying to bring it in. In 2015, we ain't walking around wearing namuzas and aprons and, and walking in sandals and shit. We out here in a technological society that's advancing. There's a whole level of interplanetary warfare going on out here mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We need to teach people how we can fight that and overcome that, but in a realistic manner. So reading all the historical books in the world isn't going to solve the crack problem. You understand? I, I think, I think, now think about that shit. you walking up to a brother or sister in the street, and you walking up to them and saying, 
hey, you a god or you a goddess. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, this is what's happening in, in their minds when you walk up and tell them that they're a god or a goddess. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, you get too close. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to, I'm trying to survive to the next day. I'm trying try, to survive to the next it. day. I'm trying to get this job. Try doing it wearing cowboy garb in the middle of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, man. What we try again? The, the, that stuff is over, man. It's outdated, man. Coming to 2015, man. Let's stop this shit. Stop putting on eye mascara. And then putting up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, these horny ass videos. He and, and all that cornball shit. I mean, look, man, niggas get, yo, niggas, niggas get emotional with this shit, man. Niggas just get so emotional with this shit, man. Stop it, man. You understand walking what I'm saying? Walking, walking around with fake ass jewelry on your wrapped around your arm with gemstones and shit, thinking that you're that doing you, some hot shit. That you bought off of Amazon from some Arab and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. look. Look, this is a day and time of reality, man. This is we're, we're we're in a whole new day and time, man. We gotta wake the fuck up on the real. We've gotta stop really thinking that this shit is gonna work. Now again, back to the Sith. We're gonna go to the phones and take some questions. I know it's getting a little late, so I wanna wanna kind of finish up with that. But this is why we wanted to go over the whole. And we 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 didn't even. I don't even want to say we sniffed the surface, let alone scratched the surface. We just gave some basic entry, super entry-level information, this level of consciousness dealing with Sith alchemy, Sith metaphysics, man, some powerful-ass shit. And, 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 and again, the energy that it rep, what it represents, okay? If you apply it. Yeah. Yeah, before, before we move on, I just wanted to share this one thing. You know, we've, we've said this in other shows, but... um. It's from Dark Sidious on how to break an apprentice. An apprentice must always walk with eyes wide open into becoming your apprentice. It should never be easy to be your apprentice. You make them sacrifice everything to get what they want and then slowly cut them off from what they had before. If you can, arrange a, a disaster that will not look like it has your hand in it. At the end, your apprentice should feel that he or she owes you their life and that everything they have in terms of power or possession will come from you. Also, you should have severed from them all other emotional and physical ties. And the princess must know no one but you. That sounds so familiar. I could have sworn (laughs) I lived that before. That's right. (laughs) Now, before we... Before we uh, go on, and I, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this next time, I, I want to throw some of these out here real quick, and then we'll take some questions, okay? The nine pillars of Sithism, the primacy of power, the tale of Darwin, the force, the power of the dark side, Sith Superman, Temple Network, the dark tongue, multiversalism, and I want to read that for a minute, the Galactic Empire. There's the nine maximums, there's the nine canons, there's the nine principles. You're going to find out that this is broken down in sections of nine, but I want to read multiversalism. It says, Sith mystics believe that everything imaginable, let me say this shit again, I want you to pay attention to this. 
marinate on this, man. Sith mystics believe that everything imaginable exists in larger, in a larger multiverse of mind. Therefore, the Sith of the galaxy, far, far away, are real, but exist in another universe accessible only through the third eye or the pineal gland. The basis of this belief was the interuniversal transmission of knowledge from Darth Omega to the orders found in Darth Imperis. So what this is basically saying is the multiverse, consciousness, it's all connected to the inner workings of the mind. Okay? It's right, it's right there. What, what, what is it we're not grasping that we all, it's at the tip of our fingers. Not deep enough, son. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's it, brother. It's not deep enough. Now, I'm going to leave you with just the black tongue. Just so you know what the black tongue is, the language, okay, which we'll expound on this uh, in, in later shows. But to give you a brief definition, it says, Borgal is a black tongue spoken by all the Borgzak or the black brothers. Notice it said the black brothers. It didn't say the white brothers. It said the black brothers. Uh, the Borgzak black brotherhood, it is a liturgical and magical language of the black brotherhood who operate under the Siths. To become a member of the Black Brotherhood, all Sith, Zawala, or Acolytes, will learn Borgal and visit the Black Temple. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because all the rituals, any ancient civilization or culture always performs their rituals in their ancient language, okay? And because of for magical purposes, not for no bullshit, not for no because it sounds good and makes me look good, because we know through sound, vibration, tone, and language, we are able to access some of these energy and these conscious forces. But long story short, I don't want to get in too deep in that. I want to finish up with some calls before we close out. Um, we haven't, we're going to get into the, these other nine maximums and principles and canons. Let's do it next. And we'll get, in, yeah, we'll get into that. And we'll get more in-depth to the operations of the temple. Um, and really what this all works, because the key I wanted to point out in that principle of multiversalism it's all within the mind. Notice you have not heard one thing in these principles that goes outside of yourself. That's why we wanted to draw on this level of information tonight because, as you heard Brother Ravana in the very beginning of the show, he gave you the fictional breakdown. Even though you were, were, this was propagated through the movie aspect of Star Wars, there's, a, there's another side of it that's actually practical which we're presenting to you that you can actually apply to your everyday life. All right, so real quick, for a little short while, I'm here for the next 20, 20, 20, 30 minutes. Let's try to take some questions. I know that, I don't think we're going to get to all of them. There was a bunch. I'll, go, I'll take some online, and then we'll go to the phones. Again, if you are just listening, I see, I see some people have typed in just listening. I'll skip you guys on the queue. Um, if you're just listening, just, just say I'm just listening. If you've got a question or a comment, please make sure your phone is unmuted and then we will make sure we can uh, hear you and get your question. All right, so let's go to the phone. First call, we're going to go right in order. We've got uh, um, Clarization 2015. You're on the call, sister. Go ahead. Hey, good evening, brothers. How you guys doing? We're doing good. How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm really enjoying the show. Um, it's right up my alley. Um, I always believe in what you would call maybe back then the supernatural or the out-of-the-ordinary things. So I'm really enjoying the topic tonight. So um, anyway, I got two questions for you guys. Um, talking about the Sith race and um, the existence and everything, um, I had two experiences happen to me. Um, one happened more recently. One happened a couple of years ago. 
this first one, I'm, both I'm trying to really make out what it is and what it's about. The first incident happened um, living um, in my last apartment from here, and it's about three years ago. I had um, some beings coming to my house, um, and they I guess you wouldn't, they call it the shadow people, but I don't really know that whole mm-hmm. concept. I believe that's what it was. But when they came in, I, I felt them come in my house, and it wasn't as if my door physically opened. I felt the door, like, spiritually open. And I'm laying on the couch taking a nap, and I tried to lift my head up to look to see who it is that came in, but I couldn't see them. And I just I did have a feeling or I could see a shadow above me, but I couldn't completely look up. And um, this particular being put their hand on what you know as a pineal gland in the middle of my forehead, and um, he puts his hand on me, and he starts speaking to me, and uh, I want to say ancient language I've never heard of, um, something probably that's not even in existence of talking um, or, or as spoken as a language right now. So that was my first incident, and um, to this day I still don't know the completely what to make out of that. It didn't really right. scam. just thought it was like, wow, okay. So the second incident that happened, now I'm living in my new place, and, um, and it's not like I've never interacted with spiritual beings before. I've been interacting with them since I was a kid, but just these two incidents stick out to me the most. Now, the right. second one I experienced in my house, um, I was I was dreaming, and but as I was dreaming, I would, I guess you call it astral projection or whatever, I was walking in my house, and I know I was dreaming, but I was spiritually just walking in my house, and I come downstairs in the living room, and I look to the left, and I see this being sitting on my couch, the far right side of my couch. And um, it was a little entity, and I couldn't tell if it was a male or female. It had long hair, and it was combing its hair. It was black, and it had some burgundy reddish in on, like, around the back, maybe the neck. And um, I could start me because I saw it, and it noticed me, too. And when they noticed me, they just kind of looked at me like, oh, you know, like, oh, I know who you are. And they started back combing their hair. And I just looked, and I was like, okay. And I guess I just walked back up to my bedroom, and that was that. So I just wanted to know your brother's intake or uh, uh, if y'all could even, you know, get into maybe right. our answer or what that could have been. All right, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Um, two things. One, we always say this. Obviously, you went through a personal experience. Um, that can mean a multitude of things. Um, and you'd have to actually, you have to dig into that on a more personal level through, like, an in-depth personal consultation. Because, see, all those things that we manifest, bands, everybody sees, you can call them shadow people because some people call them shadow people. Um, we all see these images out of the corner of our eye, and some some of the experiences go in depth. But you have to really go, you know, this this certain thing that's impacting your subconscious mind that's opening you, opening you up to these experiences. So you're definitely seeing what you're seeing, but why you're seeing it for the exact reasons, you know, you can only be guided to a certain extent on that. What you need to do is really tap in as far as try to conjure up those bands and, and kind of confront it to get the full explanation because long story short, nobody can really answer that question for you. They'd be a hypocrite if they did. They would have to really, really train you to raise yourself up to the realization of it. What I mean by that is you need to go back into a state where you can access those bands, and now this time you would have to confront those bands. And literally what people don't realize when you have experiences like that, 
you can communicate with a lot of these these bands just like we're talking right now. It's not, yeah, it's that simple. Some people again because out of fear, they I'm not saying you, but I'm saying some people again out of fear uh, don't know how to confront to deal with it. So long story short, that's a personal experience, and nobody can really define your personal experience for you. Now I know I know people will try. They'll sit there and give you their interpretation of it, but that's impossible because if we can't feel what you felt at that moment when you saw that image, then we can't understand it to the full extent. So anybody that tells you they can break it down for you, they either got some con or they got some hustle and they trying to pull a fast one over you. But the individual that's trying to teach you how to do it yourself, then that's a whole nother level. So that's, that would be my advice to you on that. You just need some in-depth, you know, personal work. Um, and that's something you probably want to do, you know, do in private. But, yeah, these things oh, happen. Yeah, I really would like to do that because, um, you know, they talk, I have a lot of different spiritual beings. I, I don't know if there's a lot of them, but I know that, you know, I have some to talk to me in depth and they'll wake me up in the middle of the night and, you know, and they'll give me a message or they try to show me something. Or Sometimes there's been time I'm watching a documentary and it's something to do with maybe my genealogy and, They'll like shake the bed in some way to say, Hey, look at this, we want you to know this and things of that nature. So I know they communicate, but just these particular ones here, I just didn't know where they you know, exactly what and the one that like I said was laying hands on me, that was I to today I take it as maybe they were trying to open that um that part of my my that gland or that what you would call that third eye. I feel Mm-hmm. Then I feel like they were trying to open that up for me, and I was given maybe some type of resistance because I wasn't as comfortable with who I am now. Um, mm-hmm. exactly, you know what I'm saying? But I still would like to know what language they were speaking in and exactly what they were saying. <laughs> right. Now, now keep this in keep this in mind. One thing, mm-hmm. don't say I think. You know, I feel because if you're feeling that, that's what it is. But what what I would tell you on things like you said, what language they were speaking. You need to really just go into meditation and just just focus on that specific principle. Now, it's as simple as, again, just going into a deep meditation, and that's your thought. Reflect back on the incident, relive the experience, and then focus that question when you're reliving the experience. And then the answer will come to you, trust me. That's the correct way to do it because... If you don't, you're going to just, you'll be speculating on what you think it is. And when you're saying, I, I feel it's this, I feel it's that, you're only connecting the parts of it. That's, that's, that's what's going on. So your inclination is correct, but you just need to get the full explanation on it. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I would suggest you do. All right. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate it. Now, we'll talk more about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll build more on that for sure. But I appreciate your call. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. Yeah. All right, let's go. So I'm going to scroll through some comments and questions online. Let me scroll up, and then we'll go back to the phone. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, let's, let me scroll up here. All right, so, man, there's a bunch. Let me come up here. Just give me a minute here. All right. Uh, some comments earlier. We see what we were talking about, the lives, it's, uh, the physical light. Uh, we kind of went over that. Uh, I see Brother Jack typed in a few things. I think I might have Brother Jack on the phone. I can go to him if you say I don't think he's on the phone tonight. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, but Brother Jack had typed in earlier uh, when we were talking about the lodge represented building the pyramid itself. 
Um, Brother Seth Apna types in. Uh, this is a good one here. Let me let me let me pull this one up. Uh, Brother Seth Apna earlier typed in. Um, suppose this is a good question. Suppose all you were taught, you found out it's not the truth. Now what's next? That was the question. That's what we were saying earlier. And people are going to come to the reality. The only way you step outside of that is overcoming your fear, fear of the unknown. It's that simple. So it's not a matter of what's next. It's more of a matter of, you know, what approach are you going to take? Because something is coming next, so it's irrelevant. You're either going to accept the change or you're going to just deny it. That would be contacting that dark side of yourself. Or you're just going to say, no, that's not a reality. I refuse to accept it and go back into your state of stupidity. Um, so that's what's going to happen next, one of the two. I don't know if one of you brothers want to comment on that. Sure. Um, yeah, one of from personal experience, uh, personally knowing that everything I was taught or learned or read or studied for years, I'm talking about years, was personally full of shit and bullshit. As Brother Benini <laughs> said, when that moment reaches and you confront that moment, you have two choices. You either go back to the bullshit because you don't want to deal with reality that it is bullshit, and so you just sweep it on the rug and say, well, I'm a part of this, I'm going to just chill with it and stay here and just dumb yourself down and remain ignorant and never grow past that. Or you can do what other people do. They follow their inner being, and they're guided to where exactly they should be. And that opens the doors for knowledge and information that you never thought you possibly would encounter or come across because you were possibly conditioned that that was evil or wrong. Don't learn that. Don't study that. But if your inner being guides you there, that's where you're supposed to be. You can't be any other place other than where you're at. Always remember, you're where you're supposed to be. That's where your spirit guided you. So stay, learn, and then move along. That's right. Excellent point, uh, brother. Sorry, you want to add to that? Yeah, I want to add on to that. I mean, truthfully, mostly everything you learn is bullshit, and I had to just be blunt like that. If it's not dealing with self-realization. Self-truth is bullshit at the end of the day. It's bullshit. It's something that can change. Actually, this is what, you know, Buddha was speaking about and his, you know, school of information is that life is constantly changing. Things are constantly changing. That's right. So on on an information level, if you're talking about learning information, that's just going to always change. So you're going to be dealing with bullshit for the rest of your life. But when you're dealing with self-realization, self-understanding, you're dealing with something that's solid for eternity. It's a big difference. And to add on to that real quick, what's very interesting is that many people only know one side of Buddha's knowledge or information. Many people do not realize that Buddha shared information according to your present situation in life. If you were single, alone, he promoted monastery style of living. However, if you were living and you had a a wife or husband or whatever the case may be, he promoted tantra and the tantric style of living between couples. 
Now, that may seem foreign to some of y'all because, you know, you're so conditioned to think, oh, Buddha abstained and he wasn't tapping that ass bullshit. Buddha knew all of those things and more. But you're conditioned to think that Buddha was just this peace-loving light, dude. No, 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 no. You got to always dig deeper than what you're told because what you're told is people conditioning you to accept a certain mindset, traditional reality so that you can be controlled if you follow that system. But they never tell you the full system in totality because they know if you follow the full system in totality, you may reach higher levels than they're not able to control you anymore. And case in point, traveling some of the past, the Beniti, Asar, myself travel, we were always given a certain level of knowledge and information, but never told to go further than that. And when you did start going further, <clears throat> here was the hook and reel tactic. Oh, don't run ahead. Only this person can explain it. For you. <laughs> well, don't do this. Only that person can explain it for you. You're exactly. going too far ahead. You, you got you, you to gotta, you gotta wait. You got to wait for the master. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning, meaning, you're you're thinking for yourself. How dare you think for yourself? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, understand this. If you if you come across knowledge and information that seems contrary to what Buddha taught, Buddha taught for the situation. So what he told one person may seem contradictory to to what you're conditioned to accept or hear about him because you're only conditioned to be this peace loving light nigga and don't realize that Buddha went into the dark and taught about that shit too. You said you said you said the key word that he was teaching about back then. He he said it in a different language, of course, but it's the same principle. Conditioned. He said anything with conditions is always changing. Yep. Understand now, that and, it, and here's something key. When we mentioned earlier, and speaking on these principles, um, desires. This is this is again what which is the downfall of some people. I want to talk about this real quick. Desires, controlling them, appeasing them feeding them, because remember, if one of the principles of the Sith is passion is your strength, now I, I, I got to say, if you got a passion for some pussy, then you need to feed that desire, but not let that desire control you. People don't understand <laughs> what in moderation is. I use the food element, but now I'm going to use the sex element, because this is another force that's destroying people, because they don't know how to work with the energy, rather than let the energy of it destroy them. Now, the total wrong way to address this and we're, we're going to talk like grown adults. If you are dealing with sexual energy, for an example, and you have certain, we, we mentioned it on a few shows back, it could be fetishes if you want to term that. It could be whatever. If you don't indulge in some of them to the point just to appease those desires, those desires will control you. See, this is, people don't want to talk about this because they don't understand. This isn't part of the spirituality aspect of it because people get caught up in playing the good sayers, the light sayers that we talked about earlier, the goody two-shoe people. And these principal doctrines that they're under make them feel guilty for thinking like that because the average spiritual conscious person or Christian or Muslim or, or Egyptologist would say that's not the right way to think. That's negative. Why is it negative? It can't be negative if you're thinking like that because then you're saying you're negative. And if any Negro wants to front and pretend like they don't have desires like that, then they man, stay away from that person. Okay? It's so we got to stop. It's we have, wrong to have lust, brother. Yeah, well, whatever, then I guess I'm wronger than a motherfucker. But anyway, <laughs> the point being is once you remove that veil, you understand? You know, you heard of, for an example, Madame Blavatsky, 
the book that she wrote a long time back, Unveiling Isis, okay? And when you get into some of the rituals of some of these higher orders, like OTO, for an example, they have the ritual unveiling Isis. It means removing that veil of illusion and really confronting your true self. You understand? And until you do that, this is what we mean. Nothing will change. So if you got... If, if you if if you like your toes licked while drinking chocolate milk and you don't address that shit, that's gonna <laughs> consume you. Your desires can consume you if you don't know how to appease them. So when the Sith says passion is their strength, they know how to use that to their to their benefit. Remember, one of the principles was bending the energy to work for you. Now it doesn't mean negate it and avoid it altogether. See, the religious person will say, in order for me to be good, I have to stay away and abstain from all of those things. That you can make me good. Away, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is why your Catholic priests are trying to get head from these little altar boys. You understand? Because they're not confronting their real selves, so they go into these orders that bring out more of their perversions. You understand? Yep. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this in the sense. I'm not talking about the altar boys. I'm saying. <laughs> there's nothing wrong in the sense of you addressing this aspect of your nature. It could be food. It could be sex. These are the things on a very basic level that nobody wants to talk about or address because they're so busy portraying on the outside how spiritual they are. Like, this is why you hear us joke, even though we, we crack jokes on it. That's why we say it's a front. I noticed the more people that dress African and spiritual got the most skeletons in their goddamn closet. That's just all. That's just all a mask to cover up. Most, of, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I got to keep it 100. I find out most of the sisters that dress African and spiritual over the years, they're the biggest freaks that I ever met in my life. And I got to, I, I got, I got to keep it 100 with you. And hey, I'm not, not ashamed to say that. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And, and remember this, remember this, brother, remember this, brothers and sisters. He's speaking from experience. Yeah, he's Experience. <laughs> My Listen, what's interesting about that <laughs> is that those very women, those very women that we're speaking about, or men, doesn't matter. That's right, men too. By, by saying it's cultural. It's cultural. See, brother, it's cultural to have an orgy, you know, because in ancient It's cultural Kemet, to have more than one wife, brother. Yeah, and in ancient Kemet, you know, they used, to, they used to go in the temple and have orgy. So, you know, it's cultural for us to do that. So I'm not <laughs> wrong to do this. You understand that, right? You know, you also well, see, understand see. that yep. it's not that, wrong for me to, to you know, uh, to be a tantra master today because last week I was a financial master. So today I'm a tantric master. <laughs> I'll bring up my perversions and my freak, freak, uh, freakiness through being a tantric Facebook master. So that everything yeah, yeah. comes to me so I can get extra shot of pussy every day. But yeah. I'm justifying it because I'm a tantric master now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, so I just yeah. I just read five books last week, so now this week I'm a tantric master. <laughs> <laughs> That's no different. That's no different than the brother that wants to have three and four mates, and he, and he hides behind spirituality and consciousness to justify it, rather than just say he's trying to he's trying to give in to his desires because he wants multiple, multiple women. But the brother, I, I hear brothers use this. Now, I'm not saying there's no brothers out there that don't practice polygamy and do it in its correct way. I'm not saying that. There's, there's far and few beyond. I mean, we did that years back when we were in that school. Uh, and, again, we speak from experience on that. We did that years back. 
Now, we found a Western mentality, you know, it doesn't really work in this society. It's kind of tough because it's not the correct mindset. We, we, we're raised in a society where that's not acceptable. So I'm not talking about if you're a brother or you're a sister that's in a polygamous situation. If it works for you, that's great. We're not talking to those people. But we're talking to the cat that's broke as hell, can't, can't take care of his family, can't pay his light bill, but he wants to have three, he wants to have three four, and five wives. We're talking to that brother. <laughs> that's the brother that really is just doing it because he wants multiple kids. That's all. But he wants to pretend as if he's doing it because it's spiritual. You know, you see, back in brother, Africa. See, 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 brother, it's, it's for the community, brother. It's for the family, brother. Yeah, yeah. And see, back in Africa. Nigga, we ain't in Africa. We're living in the Bronx, nigga. This ain't Africa. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? This is the shit we got to stop. That's the stuff we got to stop. What I'm saying, I use that as an example, even though we're clowning about it. You're not confronting your real self. Rather than you just be real with yourself and say, I have a desire at some time, three and four women, just like a woman might have that same desire reverse. You may not like that as a man, but I couldn't, like I said, we don't really care what you like or you don't like because that shit is irrelevant. We're just trying to, to show you these are the influx of thoughts that run through people's subconscious mind, but on the, on, the, on the surface, people pretend like this doesn't exist. They pretend like it's not a reality because I don't hear these discussions in the, in the conscious community or the spiritual community, or the committed, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> All I hear is a bunch of history that's not going to do anything for us. How do we address that brother? How do we address that brother that might be struggling with this? There might be a brother, that, there might be a brother and there's plenty of them, that are struggling, or a sister. There might be uh, one of these brothers or sisters that are struggling with food, or they're struggling with sex. Because those can become addictions. So how peace do we deal God. with hey, hey, peace, God. Let me get that 20, God. You know, we, how do we deal with the brother when they're they on the couch and them Twinkies is calling them to the refrigerator? <laughs> you understand I mean, anything? Let me, share, let me share a story with y'all. I got to share this story before we close off the show. So, you know, everybody knows that we were in the Wapians at one time, years ago, right? And I was living on the land up there in Georgia. And here's what's interesting. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga uh, was considered one of the most proficient, you know, teachers, right? He's one of the teachers. He, em- he basically emulated and, and, and mastered the whole Dr. York movement, style of speech, you know, all of that shit, right? So anyways, this nigga was up on the stage dropping all this shit, you know, what we consider back at that time fresh new jewels, which was really old repetitive shit, been here hundreds of years. But anyways, right, so he drops all this shit. So then later on that night, um, I'm doing guard duty. I don't know what the fuck I was protecting because there's only a pyramid. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm protecting a pyramid from what I don't know, but anyway. So, hey, brother, the FBI gonna come in, brother. You gotta protect it. So you know, I, I'm 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 going back to the the men's quarters, fucking barn, uh, the uh, fucking barn. Anyway, this is another story. So I, I go into this motherfucking barn that looks like fucking. Worse than the fucking projects in the Bronx. So I'm sleeping in there. And I wake up. This nigga earlier in the day was dropping profound bombs and shit. I look at this nigga say, say, yo, you want a ho-ho or a Twinkie? 
I'll never forget this. I'm doing a class. It's like a three, four-hour class. And there's this one brother. He was asking some really, you know, good questions. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, the brother, you know, he looked like he, you know, he's on his, his path to studying and learning this and that. Well, anyway, long story short. So after the class is over, you know, we all stand and everybody's socializing. And, you know, brother comes up to me. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I knew this motherfucker was crazy after he made this <laughs> statement to me. <laughs> So we're talking, I'm like, yeah, brother, you know, you have some, some good intelligent questions. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, brother, he's like, uh, hey, let me ask you a question. Do you know what is a Christian family store? It's a true fucking story. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking at this nigga like, a Christian family store? What the fuck? So I'm like, no, no, I'm just visiting here. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know the area, you know, I don't know the, I don't know the state. I was like, I guess you get it. You know, somebody must know. He's he's like, yeah. I was like, well, what are you looking for a Christian family store for? He's like, I got to get some Bibles because I'm taking my family to church tomorrow morning. I was like, I'm going to throw the fuck out. I bring that up because it goes to show you, you people, people go through the fucking motions. You know, here's a brother now was asking some intelligent questions. Threw me for a loop. Now, how can you sit there and have that knowledge and then confuse the shit out of your family by taking them to church the next day? Yeah, but we got to worship Jesus, brother. Yeah, well, what kind of energy are you trying to represent? What, what, is it, what are you trying to portray? Jesus what kind to of get confusion? that 40 bucks, brother. You know, you know what I'm saying? You sat there in some, some, some spiritually conscious class on some next-level shit, and then your mindset, you're already thinking about, Right after leaving there, you're going to go right back into a slave mindset the very next morning. I bring this up again, another example. You heard, brother, we could be all night giving you examples of people not addressing the real as plaguing themselves. You oh, understand? Yeah. I, I just, let me share this, this one thing. <clears throat> you know, you, when I was in the Nawakian community, you know, you had um, yeah, you had the so-called buildings, mirrors. That's what they call them. I remember there was this one brother that was so happy to sleep in the fucking in the fucking building overnight. And this dude, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I'm thinking in my head, does he have anything else to do? This dude in the building. This <laughs> dude sits in the building chanting all night long. Yeah, you know, yeah. and this is this is the free Doctor York. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's what I'm trying to say, brother. But he that's can't chant. He can't chant for himself to free his ass from. <laughs> yeah, and, and not yeah. Hey, not only that. See, see, he, the, the the point is, too, <laughs> he was using the whole Nawabian thing to cover up that he just didn't have nowhere else to go. So he said, I'm standing in the mirror, I'm standing in this temple, 
and I'm a chant all night. Yeah, like, nigga, that's nigga the only place you can go. The same nigga that's with right. dirty ass socks and smell. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, but again, but but that's again a representation of a certain mindset. This is this is what I'm saying. What what does that represent? It just shows a person that's not really in tune with reality. They're disconnected. You know, some people go <laughs> to the extreme. Because remember, when we were talking about earlier in the Sith Nine Principles, we were talking about duality, and we were talking about how some people shift to one extreme or the other. Now, these are the people that are so engrossed in the spiritual world that they lose sight of everyday reality. So they're so in deep with, I need to meditate and I need to chant. And they're all on this spiritual shit because they're avoiding the fact that their physical life is in disarray. And, they don't, and then you have the reverse. Then you have pot, the people that... Pot the fag, bad boom. Pot of fag, bad boom. Yeah, well, <laughs> then you have, you have the people that are, are so caught up in the physical world, they're chasing money and a dollar all the time. And then these are the individuals that are lacking that spiritual knowledge and information. Yeah. Those are down so this, right there. Well, there you go. But that's what it is. Those, 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 those are usually, too, the financial gurus that you see on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. well, this is, what, this is why those Sith principles were talking about being grounded in the middle of that. This is what, this is what we're trying to say is you can't go to the extreme. They're, they're both the same different vibrational energies. They, they appear to be different. But they're not. So you can't you can't engulf yourself in something to avoid it and hide it. So that doesn't work. So when a Sid says, and I'm gonna and, and we're, we're gonna finish with this, we'll probably get to some questions next time. I know I know we didn't get a chance to get to a lot of questions, but it's kind of getting late. Um, in this in this one thing here, I want to leave. Let me just find it. Give me a second here. These here, I want to read these. I want to leave people with these short nine maximums. And again, pay attention to the number nine. Nine, nine. Maximum one, I have a burning desire to become a powerful and passionate dark lord. Remember, that tied into the first echelon that we read earlier. Maximum two, I have an unbreakable will to survive, struggle, and conquer all enemies. Maximum three, I wish to defeat death and achieve immortality. Mm. Maximum four, I will be patient, cunning, and secretive in my quest for power, mm. which most, cat, most cats don't know how to do. No, they got to tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, Maximum five. Rules, brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will learn to speak Borgal, or the black tongue, the language of the dark side of the force. Maxim six, I will always seek greater force mastery in order to empower myself and the order. Maxim seven, I will seek out others who are forceful and darkful to become members of our order. Maximum eight, I will not recognize any authority above the authority of what the Sith represents. Maximum nine, I will glorify and immortalize the order by contributing and sympathizing with the, with the principles that it represents, okay? Now, these, again, concepts, you need to reflect on what they symbolize and what they represent. That's the key. Now, again, we scratched on the surface. I don't want to go too much in depth, plus, plus it's getting late. We don't want to over, you know, draw things out and make, make it too long because, you know, we could be here till the, 
till the sun comes up in the morning talking about this. Um, but we de- definitely will continue our discussion. So I hope we were able to introduce some principles. Now, again, just for the listeners, we were taking information out of the Book of Sith and the Dark Lords, the Path of Power. Um, there's also a red book, which we'll get into that a whole nother time. Um, but this is something, now I saw somebody earlier typed in that if we, if we um, started the uh, temple based on these principles, what would we teach? We would get a little bit more in depth than what you get here. Um, it would include actually rituals, collectively and individually. Um, things to take your consciousness to a higher level is what the rituals represent. That's what real rituals do, whether it's mantras, meditations, and group settings, etc. Um, but it would kind of be on that level. So I think we'll kind of leave it there before it gets too late. So, if brothers, you want to give your your closing statements? Sure. Uh, go ahead. This is Bob. Once again, it's Brother Ravana Noon, a.k.a. Darth Crassus, uh, bringing you that Sith alchemy, Sith metaphysics, Sith knowledge. Uh, as Brother Benedi just said, we're scratching the surface of this, but understand that this is as real as it gets. Um, understand that it may seem fictional, it may seem Star Wars-based, but you have to understand that as an individual on, uh, on your path, you can find and utilize any kind of information that benefits you. We've reached the point where we're no longer tied into the ancient past and the historical past of things. We're utilizing knowledge and information in the present on how to manifest and transform in the present. So for some of y'all, this may seem a little off or a little different because you're so used to hearing things about the ancient and the this and the that, but understand, you live today. You're living now in 2015, going into 2016. What works for you today? What are your symbols today? What is your alchemy today? You can't always refer to the past because what worked back then may not necessarily work today. So you have That's to find right. what is is relevant to today for you and your path. We're just sharing something with y'all that is relevant to us on our path today. It may seem a little far-fetched to some of y'all, but we live, eat, shit, and breathe and sleep this Sith knowledge and information because we see that the inner workings is where it's all at. So well, I'll leave you with that thought. If you want to stay in touch with myself, go on to Ravana Noon. On Facebook, that's R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N. Also, Awakening Universal Minds Facebook page. Go on there. That's our Facebook page for the show for updates, information. Or if you have uh, comments, questions, concerns, you can leave it there. Or if you have uh, suggestions for upcoming topics that you want us to discuss. Uh, Also, on Facebook, YouTube, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Ravana Noon as well. I changed it to Ravana Noon. With that, I'd like to say peace, dark, love, and... No, I stopped. All right. Peace, passion, and darkness. There you go. Brother Saar, go ahead, brother. Talk to him. Brother Saar Didi. You want to contact me, Sargidi, A-U-S-A-R-D-H-E-D-E, on Facebook, or my email, Sargidi at Yahoo.com. <clears throat> I'm also known as Darth Rokushu. 
That's my <clears throat> Sith name. And as we share with you guys, this is just the surface, surface layer information on the Sith information or just the Star Wars universe in general. Mythology is a very important part of our spiritual journey. And the more shows that you listen to, you know, the more you understand this. We're going to touch on the Star Wars universe. We're going to touch into more mythology, you know, in different shows. So, um, yeah, understand, you know, understand the basics of mythology. A good person to really understand mythology from is um, Joseph Campbell. He's great for teaching you to understand the science of mythology. So when you understand the basics of mythology, you totally understand where we're coming from with the Sith information, you know, you know, soon Jedi information, whatever. So, um, yeah, it's all about self-endarkment, self-understanding. <clears throat> stop running from the darkness. Stop running from your fears and your weaknesses and your, stop bitching and complaining and do your work. <laughs> Peace. Appreciate it, brother. This is Brother Dark Mythicus. Uh, same thing like my brother said, man, the, the dealing with the inner depths or the dark aspect of your subconscious mind. That's that's where it's at. Um, and as my brother, uh, Ravana, also made crystal clear, we're living in 2015. I mean, I don't know how more simple that is to say it, uh, you know, even though we like to joke and clown. I don't want people to get it wrong. History plays its role to an extent, but that's it. And we, we got to do things that apply in this day and time. It's that simple. Um, though, again, you might, some of this stuff might, to those that may not be familiar with it, might sound, again, a little, little bit off the wall. And I say, good, I don't care. And I apologize for none of it. Um, I say that with sincerity because, one other aspect of a Sith is not catering to petty human emotion. I don't say that callously. I say that because I wouldn't let that energy disrupt the path that I need to travel to get to where I got to go. And this is why we say we don't get caught up in the emotional bullshit because if we get caught up in this historical over-intellectualizing shit, a Sith doesn't waste his energy on that. So we don't get caught up in the human emotion on that level. It don't mean we don't care about people that care for principles grounded in reality. It just means we don't care to deal with nonsense. That's it. So this is why you find on this show, we don't get into any of that religious debate. I mean, we could sit here all day, all of us, and, and break down religion and history, et cetera, et cetera, but that would be boring as fuck because that's some stuff you can do on your own. We're trying to offer you solutions by way of black magic, real black magic, as we read in the beginning of the show, and I'm going to close out with that paragraph we read in the beginning, because I want that to sit in your subconscious mind. Um, this show is about black magic, the occult, metaphysics, and alchemy. I want to stress that. That's what we deal with here. Okay? We don't deal, we don't care if you're a Moor, we don't care if you're a black Hebrew Israelite, we don't, that, that's, per, that's your religious choice. We don't care about any of that stuff. That's irrelevant here. This show, again, strictly deals with occult or occultism, which just means the hidden path. That's it. 
black magic, metaphysics, and alchemy. That's what this show is about. So we, we want to make that crystal clear. You know, when we first came on the air a while back, you know, we had some Jesus freaks that came in the room. This is when we first started out, and we, we smashed that shit. And we just made it the point not to let it become that. So I think most listeners that come here are on that mental vibe. You know, I think everybody's here because they want to learn. They're getting something out of the information. But the greatest gift that you can give us is take this information and, and let it transform you. That, that's, that's the whole key of this show. That's what this is about. Um, so we want to be clear, crystal clear on that. And, again, if you want to contact myself, again, email address is khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go up on my uh, YouTube page, Mother Nubia Inc., uh, there's a bunch of videos on there. You can also go to the Mother Nubia Inc. Google page where all the shows are archived. The Awakening Universal Minds radio shows are archived on there, as well as right here on the homepage here where you're tuning in, all the shows are archived and titled. If you missed any of them, you can obviously download them. You can, you can put them on a podcast, et cetera, the whole nine. It's, it's accessible for you to do that. Um, you can even go to the Facebook page, like, like the good brother said, and, uh, Check the latest happenings on, on what we got coming up as far as titles of the show and what we're going to be talking about. And, again, if you have any suggestions, hit us up on the Facebook page. And please, I say this with all fucking sincerity, do not send me no goddamn pictures of you meditating. I'm so sick of seeing that shit. Goddamn, how many times I got to say it, it does not impress me. It's personal. It's a personal moment. Keep that between you and you. I don't want to see it. That means I, I can't send you a picture with, with a robe on, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a picture with a robe on. You're sitting in the lotus position so you can look real deep. Yeah, send me that, brother. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate everybody tuning in. I really do hope this show, and again, remember, we like to have fun. We like to make it a little entertaining. Don't take shit personal. We, we, we ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. But if we did, I don't give a fuck. I just got to throw that part in there. <laughs> um, so I hope this show was informative. I really do hope you get something from it. Meditate on what we talked about this week. And uh, we'll come back next week with a good show. And, again, we do appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate everybody tuning in from all over the United States, the Caribbean, Europe, uh, Australia. I know it's always in the house here every week. We appreciate you brothers tuning in, sisters, uh, Brazil, Jamaica, Trinidad, St. Vincent. Uh, I can't remember all y'all, but we appreciate everybody listening. We really do. And just take this information and pass it on to somebody else. That, that's what the purpose of this show is, and it's that simple. So, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And remember, curve your desires. Cater to them. I'm going to leave you with this. Let me read this one more time, and then I'm going to say peace. That short paragraph, if you missed it and you weren't on earlier. Is, uh, Brother Ravon is still on the Facebook page, right? Yeah. Okay, you can go to the Facebook page, too. You might want to. Copy this down. To dare to dream of something that has never existed and to make it a reality, to conjure up your deepest fears and darkest hopes, to pursue a vision ruthlessly and without relent, to create the artifacts, ideology, and organization of the empires of your mind, this is real black magic, the source of all true power. Peace, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday.